cheese on everything. No. Cheese to, like <laughs> cheese to dip things in. Cheese to just have cheese with cheese. Cheese rolled up with cheese. Cheese spread on things. What yeah. is he fucking Lex Luthor? What does Lex Luthor always want? Land. <laughs> yep, <like> fucking <laughs> land. Real estate. I have an obsession with, uh, also with like some John Cusack movies. Like High Fidelity is like <gasps> one of my all-time oh, yeah. favorites. Yeah. And so yes. I always joke with people that like I always I do everything in like top fives. So let's talk about some stuff. <laughs> How's it going, man? Good. Good to see you. Awesome. So good to see you, too. Oh, you're so fucking handsome. You are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh. man. (laughs) I'm really excited, man, to, like, just be here. And uh, I I have had probably, like, easily five to seven directions that I, like, in the last 48 hours that have changed with this episode. Oh, like, of, I don't know. Uh, what it might, what it might, like what <laughs> I might want to like try to talk about, you know, and because uh, for those of you who don't know, which, by the way, welcome to Long Walk, Short Drink. I'm uh, Palmer podcasting live from, well, live right now, the second <laughs> moment in my universe from Dayton, Ohio. And uh, joining me with me right now, not joining me because you're with me all the fucking time on this show, right? <laughs> Once we're rolling, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, once we're rolling. Live. Uh, Not really, but in the moment, this is Dave coming to you from Northfield, Minnesota. All right, man. Um, so, uh, man, just, uh, yeah, I thought I, I thought of like five to seven probably different directions. And, uh, oh, what I was saying, like for those of you listening, like if for those of you that don't, don't know, like for the most part, Dave and I, pretty much just we have a general idea i mean we'll 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 say what we want to try to talk about on the next episode like by the end of this episode we'll probably mention at some point in time something that we're going to talk about on that we'll want to talk about in the future right and so that ends up happening um we have only though had a couple formal like like production meetings where like and then we're going to do this bit and then we're going to go like in this episode we're going to do this bit and then you know for the most part, we might text a few times throughout the week, but then we just get on and start bullshitting. Yeah. Because that's like the most organic thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and we will typically talk about the things that might have come up over the past like week or two since the last time that we recorded uh, that we might have texted each other or there are plenty of bits and plenty of things that like are still have been talked about, but not forgotten that we just haven't got to. I feel like we had a lot of, we've, we've had a lot of guests this season, you know, like this, uh, which I love. I mean, I love doing that. I love having people on and all that good stuff, but, and it makes episodes like this, uh, well, I guess not this cause we have a guest guest coming up later. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, uh, times like this more, more fun where we can just kind of get back to, us are like our our thing a little bit and uh but yeah i mean i had like 
five to seven things. I that's awesome. I am yeah. I uh, I want like uh, the first one was I wanted to come in here and just like start a revolution. Uh, I finally I finally um was pushed over the edge with Trump, and mm. uh, I'm completely okay just being completely outright. He is a fucking disgusting human being and should not be our president, is not qualified to be our president, and is probably, I probably, I, I don't like a treasonous person who should not, oh, yeah, <laughs> be in the power that they're in. Like, I don't know any other, like, um, what push you over the edge? Uh, his tweet about watching Fox News at 9 p.m., 24 hours prior. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, cause that's, I mean, it, in, in, I mean, Fox news already, I, I had no, like had no credibility to me anyways, but I mean, that's 1984. Like, he's controlling what they're broadcast, like, Oh yeah. yeah. What they're broadcasting on his benefit on, on and the they're leaving things out on purpose that they know like yeah. when they knew he was golfing and didn't say shit. In fact, said the yep. opposite to cover for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, no way like that just uh, that tweet and then to start i mean yeah i get it like the you know they've been working seven years on that fucking bill and it fell on its goddamn face that's but just i i don't know i just don't like the fact that he was able and then that they're so swarming like just the like i don't know the bold facedness to just be like Oh no, he just really likes that show. He was just telling people to tune into that show. Like like he was giving them a plug. Well, the very like fact that like our the- president would be helping someone with the ratings which yes. is, is is ridiculous. And equally as bad. Isn't that equally somebody you that shouldn't be in the White House? Oh, literally. Like, every single you know, thing he has said or done is is, like, is unacceptable. And, and I mean, and I'm not saying like I was like him hawing or like on the fence, like maybe he's going to pull it together. You know, I just I had put so much into the election. I had put so much into the election and I had put. And I was going through a shit time around then. Serious shit time. <laughs> yeah, that I literally was just like I just like kind of pushed back. You know, like I was just like, I don't want anything to do with that. Like, well, I'm just, I just want to survive for the next four years, you know, like, and, uh, that Fox news stuff was just that just, I, it's, it's, it's that they're not even trying to hide it. And that America is not more upset than it is. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I just. We need to be, we should be in the streets. I don't know why we're not. I like about that. Yeah. About that one thing in particular, you mean, or just, (laughs) just like, I think, I think it's just to the point that that's the, like, we should just be in the streets. Like there, we are on the precipice of revolution. I feel like, and I, I please bring it like, please come on. (laughs) Like I'm ready for change and that's the only way you're going to get it. And like, Oh, I've, I've been, uh, I've been, I've had, there have been two well-organized protests, uh, in the Minneapolis area that I've been able to attend. And it, it does feel better if only to be around a kind of a positive vibe and, and, and people that are committed to, um, 
you know, uh, you know, justice and freedom and the all, you know, the American way. I'm looking at Superman over your shoulder. Like, oh yeah, man! Like like an, a dirty thing to say, but it. Sh- you got Superman over your shoulder, right over oh, that's there. Right. That, like, yeah, I yeah. got the whole superpower collection. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, we gotta dig into this someday. I rescued it from Ritman, and it is. Uh, oh. Oh, this is a treasure trove because each of them comes with a comic book with the origin story that's like this big. Oh. Fuck, oh man. Yeah. That's fantastic. But that's been a bit of a, a dirty, you know, not a dirty, but it it feels dirty right now. No, it doesn't. Actually, that's the great thing about it. Right now, to say something like that, the Superman slogan, like truth, uh, justice in the American way, um, at least when I say it and feel in my heart that that, that is the sort of resistance, as it were, uh, against this horrible um, fascist piece of shit that, that yeah. they put in the White House, yep. that we put in the White House collectively. Um you know, not you and I personally, but um, yeah. So I, I still don't <laughs> want to go with that though because he didn't. Uh, I, I, right, I mean, yeah. and I don't want to get in the popular vote versus like electoral college, and I understand that debate. And then, but he did not win the popular vote, so <laughs> I still don't want to say that we, as a people, put him in the White House. The electoral yeah. college put him in the White House. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I. Uh, Man, what a piece of dog shit. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, I do think and, it, and, it's conceivable that we will see him impeached from just doing too many... I think we started to talk about this in the in the post-show stuff that was not included in this week's episode uh, with Twinkie, where not to implicate him, him in this at all. In fact, uh, quite, the, quite the opposite. He, No one knows what he said in that time but us. Yep, but uh, yep. I think I was talking about my hope that... Um, that essentially the because I don't want to excuse or just like say like it wasn't my problem like I because I you know I should have I have tons of family in Ohio and I just didn't have the balls to engage them in political conversation and because Ohio is a swing state and it yep swung the way I wouldn't have liked but um yep. you know there was shit I could have done should have done didn't do um so I don't want to wash my hands of it as though I wasn't uh, complicit somehow if only from my inaction. You know, because there's the old adage that it's like, first they came for so-and-so and we did nothing. And they, then they came for these people and we did nothing. And eventually they're going to come for you or someone you love. Right. Whoever right. they is. Um, but, uh, oh shit, I lost my mask. Uh, oh no. You were talking about how um, there were things that you could have done and didn't. Oh, the... And- um, Yes, thank you. What I don't want to do is excuse myself for things I should have done, ways I should have acted, but also ignore the the very real problems that existed, the the the, the in the in the communities where like he's promising jobs and all of these things, where people I think decent people looked the other way on terrible things or or just believed the lie that was presented to them because it was less horrible than the reality of the sort of economic troubles that they were having in terms of the joblessness and all of this. Um, I think that the, the disenfranchised in America, I mean, so you got to set aside the racist part of it. Like there's a ton of people right. who are just fucking pissed that there's a black man in the office for the eight years. Right. Then there's a the sexist shit with uh, not wanting to elect a woman president. So there's, there's that. But I think aside from that, there was enough people or combined with that, who were disillusioned with the just the realities of their day-to-day life, that they're willing to vote for this person. There's a quote, I got to find it from The Dark Knight, about uh, the movie, where they he says something about the Joker, about like putting the, the, in their ignorance or in their fear, they put their faith in someone they didn't fully understand. 
I should find. Oh that yeah, quote. yeah. Do you know that quote better? I've been um, thinking about it ever since the election. But uh, um, uh, let's see here. That's the Dark Knight Rises, right? No, no. It, oh, maybe. Shit. I just know Michael Caine says it. That's all I can remember for sure. That could be. You know, that's fucked up too. Like the whether it's the the Joker or Bane, we're not sure because the guy is a goddamn yeah. like super villain. He lives in a place called Trump Tower. What yeah. is he fucking Lex Luthor? What does Lex Luthor always want? Land. <laughs> yep, <like> fucking <laughs> land, real estate. Like oh. he is a super villain. He is a super villain. Like uh, he's also a super idiot. Like I don't think I, he's well, smart enough to engineer this, but he has surrounded himself. I mean, like this. People. What was funny too is we we do a big bit about how we don't use. Uh, this was funny in the last episode with Twinkie uh how we do a we we talked for a significant amount of time how we're not on social media yeah. and uh <laughs> and I kind of bust your balls about how like I'm glad you did because yeah because I made like, like how, seven how Twitter like, accounts yeah I completely separated myself <laughs> from it and then rattled off 18 social media accounts that you maintain regularly <laughs> and uh I realized like as I'm at work should be working chuckling about me busting your balls i like <laughs> am browsing reddit which yeah. so i to come clear and be fair after i busted uh dave's <laughs> balls i i do have a reddit account but in all fairness i don't use it as a social platform because their community fucking terrifies me that i'm gonna break one of their rules so i don't post anything on there i just read on there so i get my news from there um i find that it is, they have a much better finger on what's going on in the world, news-wise, et cetera, uh, than any of the other social platforms. So if I was still on Facebook, I would probably be totally anonymous just so I could get news or whatever from there. But I don't yeah. trust Facebook, so right. I like Reddit better. Yeah. No, it's so, a, the, uh, I think that's I ultimately qualified in, in the show notes. Like the boys say like why they're not on Facebook because right. uh, I am on all those Twitter things and uh, – yeah, I think it's it's I'm not on any social media that people interact with. <laughs> but yeah, so it feels right. like I'm just posting to a website or a blog that. And that's what I love. <laughs> like like uh, the original. I'll get back to what I was about because I have a Trump story that came across Reddit that is oh. another one. It, it helped contribute to this to this thing. I have two more things about Trump, and then we'll move on to the next topic that I thought like okay. we'll start the episode out with. So we'll just go through chrono like chronology real quick. Uh, and then we'll get to our bits. That sound good? Yeah, yeah. I, I could tag up on my uh, where I was going with. I think I, f I think I remembered where I was going to end up with uh, the economic thing and stuff. Yeah, go ahead. So, what? I, so w while we're thinking about that, what I was getting uh, working towards, I think earlier was what we started to talk about last uh, time in the post show that no one has heard, which was that my hope is that. He, the people, the sort of honest, hard, hardworking people, if to, to overgeneralize or sort of, you know, perhaps make them out to be better than they otherwise are. Um, anyway, I think the people who aren't racist, who aren't sexist, who are just disillusioned and desperate, um, once he starts to not be able to deliver enough times on the things that he said he would that are impossible. And, yeah. and once they are lied to enough in ways that are exposed by, thank God we still do have uh, a free press <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm starting to question it though. Like that yeah. really fucking hit. Like I, 1984 V for Vendetta. Um, those kind of uh, equilibrium 
those kind of stories uh, where it is a completely oppressive regime and there is a people who think they are free that really aren't. Yeah. Uh, that are being controlled. One of the major things, major things, and first for that to happen is they control the media. That is why a freedom of press is so important to this country and why it, over the last decade, I, I, that's, and that's being generous that I'm not going even further. They have really not done their jobs. I, I really no, don't feel. I agree with that. that. Whole, they have. I mean, not there are there their, are pockets here and there, but because yep. of the the way and that, we've talked about them, yeah, you, right, yeah. Whether that's the the quote unquote sort of, I was going to say fake news, but that's not the right thing. But like we've um, we've talked about how the sort of the disciples of John Stewart. I think yes. that's how we referred to <laughs> yes. them once, and I right. love that. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and uh, so, especially when you're in this frame of mind, I'd encourage you to dig back to that Rachel Maddow John Stewart. I, I do have interview. to watch that. Yeah, just just listen to it. It's 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 a very yeah. interesting discussion about uh, media and the role of that kind of satirist uh, slash. I don't know. Like I I don't. Rachel Maddow is a tough one for me. Whether or not she would be a pundit or a journalist, because she's really cracked some shit and. She also falls right. within that category of of like a news show that's uh, of a particular perspective. But I right. will say that more so than others that I'm aware of, she will always invite on the opposition to have a sure. voice. Like she's the most like resp- she's a very responsible journalist, I would right. say. Um, but there are not many of those. <laughs> no. Um, well, in that. So, OK, so to my Reddit thing is that a, a news story that came across is that they are now. There is a Russian, uh, the uh, a Russian bank under Western economic sanctions over Russia's incursion into Ukraine, has disclosed that its executives met Jared Kushner, President Donald Trump's son-in-law, and a top White House advisor in December. So they met with Jared Kushner in December prior to him take like, and this is a this is this is a bank that is under sanction right now. Which if um. Uh, I cannot, under Western economic sanctions, which I'm sure that might be, I didn't, I didn't get to like dissect the meat and potatoes of this article completely. Um, but I mean, one of, one of, uh, Trump's big things is like dismantling the UN and he, I mean, right. Like, does it, hasn't he like talked about like how it's like kind of like powerless now and like unneeded. Yeah. That's among that? the, yeah. He's, he said that he said so many things that, uh, yeah, it's hard to keep track of sometimes because it's not I, even and consistent. I, just think, I, I feel like Russia is this, like there's been, they found connections to Russia with French, uh, France's prime minister. They've found connections with, uh, Russia affecting the Brexit. They found connections with Russia. Like, Ru- I, I mean, there is a very, I feel like there is a very secret war going on or or being fought by Russia right now to to re-grasp a world power and our president literally is a puppet. Yes, a oh, puppet. Yeah. You can For repeat sure. yourself as much like say you're not as much as you want but you are a puppet. A like, tiny stupid hand puppet yep yep and <laughs> wait no and uh, i wait, i'm hand, totally stupid <laughs> puppet. i don't know i mixed my uh words but you know what i'm saying i am totally okay <laughs> with like i'm risking be i don't, i'm okay with risking being black bagged right now and if i like i like because i love this country and i am terrified at what that man is going to do to it and uh yeah so fuck him 
Awesome. Uh, New segment. <laughs> yeah. Go fuck uh, yourself, Donnie. Of, <laughs> am I, the other... <laughs> Donnie, you're out of your element. Yeah. Dude, um, the Chinaman is not the issue here. What, dude? Yeah. Also, Chinaman oh, is by not the way, the dude, Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature. <laughs> Asian American, please. Uh, dude, the Chinaman is the, not the issue here. <laughs> rug peers didn't do this. <laughs> uh, you think the rug peers that's in with this? I love, I love that. when he says that where he's like got the hit <laughs> oh, and he's yeah. not, like trying to not let it out. No, woo peed on my rug. <laughs> There's a great supercut where somebody did sort of make this uh, the video kind of montage of of Donald Trump. Type. Well, I'll find it and tweet it. There's a great thing because of course saying things like Donnie, you're out of your element and all that are just so perfect. <laughs> Um, so the other, the other Trump piece though, um, I, I, I really got into it during the election time. Keith Olbermann did, uh, GQ sponsored him to do these like little mini vlogs on, uh, YouTube that he called the closer and, uh, where he basically was just, I, I would recommend every, there's 41 episodes of the closer. And then once Trump was elected, he changed the name of the show. He's still doing it to the resistance. Oh, nice. The resistance with Keith Olbermann. I dropped a link in the chat for you to the most recent episode. Oh, excellent. Um, which the title of the most recent episode is oh, which bride. of yeah, <laughs> the bride knows I saw Keith her. Olbermann. <laughs> we still yeah. watch him together. Um, <clears throat> but the title of the most recent episode is which of Trump's cronies will flip on him first. Um, I, I, I actually, I, I wish I, I, I might look for my favorite episode of the closer. Cause there's one where, um, he just, he basically breaks down where he was essentially off the, the group of cronies that are around that helped get Trump elected, uh, like Kellyanne Conway. And, uh, there was a blonde, um, Republican or a reporter and a couple oh, other ones. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember that name. Kellyanne Conway um, is, is maybe the most terrifying because she's brilliant. As oh, opposed yeah. to Trump, who is a stupid puppet man. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, she's, she's, oh, she's scary. <laughs> Truly. Uh, but he basically makes an argument that like Trump, Trump is the, like he's the victim in this whole thing. Like he, there is a much larger machine working that he is the true victim. And I mean, yes, well, the, we are going let's, to let's call him a patsy, not a victim. Cause he's just like the fucking true. dumbest ass narcissist they could find to like stroke yep. his ego and, and um, say they got in shit on him and make him do what they want. But I don't want to make him out to be a victim because he is a horrible villain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I know what you um, mean. Yeah. He, he is the, he is a, he is yeah. definitely um, it, not pulling basically the how there was this small group of people, like five people who had a lot of power and absolutely despised the Clintons. That's, I mean, that's essentially oh, what really? it boiled down to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, shit. I mean, um, I and how that. he was at one point in time, he was invited, he was courted to become a part of that inner circle so that he would become the mouthpiece against the Clintons by this group of people, you know, um, oh, Trump was he, no Keith Olbermann was oh. like, he was courted by this group and, uh, to, like kind of like, you know, this would be, this would be a really good in for you, you know? And, yeah. uh, and he didn't, 
he didn't do it, of course. It's the fucking wrong uh, guy to ask. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, absolutely. I think it was much earlier, or it was a while ago. It wasn't within. I mean, it wasn't this last election cycle or anything like that. Um, right, because he 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 had a history of like getting himself in trouble for because he's among in the same way in which I appreciate what he's doing. He is also part of the thing that makes as is Rachel Maddow or kind of anybody yep. like they're all they yep. come at it with this sort of snark and attitude that just makes me like yep. I don't even know it doesn't matter what you're saying the way you're saying it is infuriating <laughs> so it, <laughs> it news should not be about ratings that's why it's called right. news right it used to be facts right as I understand it but I'm not yeah. sure that's true but that's what seems to be the I, I mean, I understand there is a place for hyperbole and there's a place for fluff pieces and everything. But at the end of the day, it's called news like it's which in you hear and you want to assume fact. Right. right. But uh, it should not be. You should let the fact drive your ratings, not what kind of flash can you put in? So right. that's and, all the time and, I want to give Trump to well, this episode. Well, they have to though. fill it, you know, because of the 24 hours news cycle. They basically have to fill all the facts that they're that come in with opinion. Right. And then ratings, right. yeah. You know yeah. what? You know what? Uh, just to bring it back to our sort of level, um, a pretty good satire, satire of that whole scenario is Anchorman 2. <laughs> yeah. Been, oh, yeah. Know, it's actually quite... Uh, I mean, it's ridiculous as you would imagine it to be, but it sort of does uh, point out the ridiculousness of the genesis of the 24-hour news cycle and the damage that it's... Uh, it's done. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, so there was that. And then... Uh, so um, I, f- I, I pulled a 180 completely on whole 30, I feel like. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Um, well, this past weekend was like really hard. Uh, we traveled to Pittsburgh this past weekend and uh, it was our niece's birthday and we didn't pack enough food at all. Oh, to uh, follow the rules. Yeah, to follow the rules and... The food we did pack, I couldn't eat because I had the one was this chicken dish that I made very early on. And it was really good because you can make a whole pot of it and then you get leftovers and then you get so that equates to meals. But it, over the course of these last the, the the last month, I had that dish nine for nine meals like it was the main protein oh, for yeah. nine <laughs> meals, you know, and so like. <clears throat> so we had that this past weekend and then uh ash made cabbage rolls which the cabbage rolls were good were fine um but it, it, it's not like when you're driving 75 miles an hour down the highway it, that's not very conducive to like getting a fork and a like tupperware <laughs> container yeah. and eating cold cabbage rolls out of it right and so <clears throat> i essentially we essentially just like consumed fruit for like the bulk of Saturday, mm-hmm. which is like only drinking soda, you know, like, uh, yeah, for, a lot of sugar for right. a day, you know, like, uh, so by the afternoon we were just cranky and hangry and, uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll send you, let me text you the picture of my, of my, um, I'm going to send you a picture and then there's, so this is, what my dinner was now you have to understand you know my wife's family and even her extended family uh, or okay my niece's mother which is my wife's sister her in-laws are 
a big, like they're big eaters too. Like my wife's family's big eaters. My family's big eaters. Uh, her sister's in-laws family are huge eaters. Right. And so, uh, we get to this birthday party, which happens to be at her, uh, my sister-in-law's mother-in-law's house. Does that make sense? I'm just going to say yes. (laughs) Just say yes. And so there were three, long story short, there were three rooms in that house devoted to fucking food. And that picture that I just sent you, the picture I just sent you, I had to struggle to make that plate. This was the only compliant food. The only compliant food in that house. That, oh my God. So this looks actually kind of tasty and stuff, but that's one of those fucking tiny plates, isn't it? No, that's a big chinette it's a plate. Big, and well, that must it, be a, it's the a China biggest plate. pepper in the world and broccoli. But no, imagine having to plate, like though, right? sift like through piles. Big, right? Oh, what? Like this big, like I'm making my hands. Is that about the size of the plate? No, 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 it's no. Like it's this? like this? It's like, it's like this. No way. That's the biggest broccoli in the world then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really, yeah, I mean, it was big broccoli, right? <laughs> all right, all right. Still, we're looking at grapes, greens. It's like half a head of broccoli. I mean, <laughs> oh, because, okay. <laughs> I mean, imagine though. Going through three rooms of cakes, cookies, oh. cheeses, dips, pretzels, pasta, uh, pulled pork, barbecue pork, uh, just cheese, cheese on everything, no. cheese to, like <laughs> cheese to dip things in, cheese to just have, cheese with cheese, cheese rolled up with cheese, cheese spread on things. This. Was the only compliant food, and I'm going to say it out loud, grapes, broccoli, those mini peppers, and salad with no dressing. Zero. (laughs) It was the first time in my life I've had salad before. I'm not that fat of a guy. Wait, Uh, what? That's the first time you had salad? No, no, I've had salad before. That's the first time I've ever eaten salad with no dressing. Oh. Oh, And I... I was so angry. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was just so mad. Um, <laughs> I mean, that plate's fine in some circumstances, but in what you described, you might as well just kill yourself. <laughs> I mean, there is this. I, I, oh my gosh. Oh my God. I can't even. I can't. I can't. What uh, did you do, so, though? What did you do? I ate, I, I ate that ate food. You ate that? That's what I ate. You didn't crack? No. What the fuck? So. <laughs> Okay, I thought that was gonna be where this was going. Like the one eighty no on, on the Didn't whole thirty crack. was like, I'm not doing the I, whole thirty. <laughs> I have two days left. I still That's haven't true. cracked. Oh my god! Wow, what? Two d- I just so want. So first off, you need to have obviously a personal celebration, but we need to do a show in celebration of of that accomplishment. Yeah, um, and the Lent. S- um jesus yeah maybe we'll wait for lent to be over and we'll just like celebrate all yeah i was thinking Uh, it'd be nice to do a a follow-up on a a, have another palmer's pick now that because can ash watch movies has she been watching movies oh yeah she can watch movies has she she been uh no not really she's more of a tv person all right well i I like the idea of maybe uh whether it's i did um, cheat though this past like i I did the catholic thing i cheated this past sunday Uh, that's, I watched two I, movies. I want to hear about that too. But did I? I did you? I don't want to make sure you got through your your whole thirty uh, thing. Um, I just I so let's talk about some let's talk about some stuff. So, <laughs> um, I have I intentionally did not. I started a 
a weight loss support group through my work uh, that they offered through our insurance uh, around the same time that I started Whole30. Um, I pretty much have ignored that for the it 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 meets every week. It's like Weight Watchers online, uh, but it's it's like their own the insurance is own version of that essentially. Okay. Um, I've gone to my meetings the la- like the first four meetings. I I went to those, but I haven't been like weighing myself every week. I haven't been tracking my food. I haven't been doing any of that. Oh, right. Cause that's also, part of the whole 32 is you don't pay so much. You're not supposed to, to wait. Yeah. You're not supposed to weigh yourself at all, which is why I didn't weigh myself. I, and I didn't really start. I haven't been, I've still been pretty much sedentary, right? Like I, cause I want, I thought, you know, Ash is doing this because she's trying to figure out what's causing her thyroid problem. Right. Yeah, and and right. her to endocrinologist recommended this. Yep. Yep. Like her endocrinologist recommended doing this to, so that to see if it might be food related. So that way she can slowly reintroduce some food and everything's good to go. I thought, well, if I'm going to do it, uh, you're doing it because you're breaking. I equated it to like quitting smoking. You're doing it to break food habits. That's mm. why like, you know, like you're, you're doing this so that you can say to yourself, you don't, you can go an entire month and only drink water for your liquid. You don't need to drink soda, you know, like, yeah. or beer or, you know, I guess coffee. I do drink coffee and I drink V8 cause I get, that's an easy way, low sodium V8. That's an easy way for me to get <laughs> vegetables. But that's still pretty, that's pretty ascetic still. Like that's ascetic and acidic, you know? You're, yeah. Yeah. That's a big accomplishment for sure. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and it's, and I am the type, like, like it got to a point with the smoking when I quit smoking where, you know, that first like couple months I would like, I, you know, Ash would ask me how I'm, how I'm going or how it's going. And I would say, and I, and I'm pretty sure I've said this on episodes. Like I would be like, if I had a pack of cigarettes in front of me, I'd smoke the whole thing. Yeah. But like part of the reason, part of the way that that worked for my brain to not do that was to just be like, you've gone a month without one. Like, all right. Yeah. You, why, why, why have one now? Like what's different about now compared to the last 30 days when you didn't have one hmm. really like when it comes down to it. And then that's usually, that's like my coping mechanism. Like that, that kind of thinking is usually my coping mechanism and it for, uh, you know, knock on wood, hmm. uh, which we'll do the smoking stats after this, yeah. uh, knock on wood. Like I haven't smoked. Right. Um, so I've kind of like, I, I was talking to my buddy, uh, Captain America, for lack of a better name for him right now. Is that the same person I'm thinking? That's not the same person I'm thinking of. Who are you thinking of? I think I might be thinking of Captain Planet, which no, would not no, work. No, 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 <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Captain, no, 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 no. Captain, <laughs> Captain America is literally, this is, he's a triathlete. Like he, oh. and, an, and an Iron Man triathlete on top of it. And like, Jesus. like this, this is the guy who rode from London, Ohio to Centerville, Ohio, which is about 60 miles on a bike to run a 5k with me because it was my first 5k and then lapped me twice during the 5k and then offered to run my last lap with me like that's how what that's the fuck (laughs) yeah have i ever heard this person's real name um i don't think you have i don't think so I don't want to. I'll just think of him as this funny. Person. Funny sidebar though, when it, like, and he knows that I like this is my normal joke with that five K story. But when he offered, like, when it, where I was like running and 
he comes running up behind me. He's like, you want me to do the last lap with you? And like in my head, I was like, no, I want you to fucking die. Like, <laughs> <you know? laughs> that is the logical response. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, he's really awesome and like really super supportive and everything. But uh, I had, I had coffee. Well, I had tea, unsweetened tea. Oh, uh, with it at, at, at <laughs> fucking worth... Panera Bread. At oh, Panera no. Bread. Bread like, is in the title of that place. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. And, uh, Wait, and so, don't have tea ever. <laughs> yeah. I want a coffee yeah. mug that just has F on the front and then T on the back, the letters <laughs> F T. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he was like, So I heard you're doing Whole 30. And I'm like, Yeah. He's like, so uh, how many days are you now? And by that point in time, like, let me look at the calendar because we started on the first. That was last Wednesday. So I was like, we're 22 days in. Like I have, I have a week left, just over a week left. And he's like, I couldn't make it past day eight. <gasps> and I was like, what? Oh. And so he's like, yeah, um, I made it to day eight. I told my wife. When we both tried it, she made it to day six, and I told her she had to do something else because she was not pleasant to be around. And he's like, and then I gave up by day eight. Wow. And so he texted me on Sunday, and he was like, are you still on the whole 30? Because he knew that we were going to our to my in-laws, and he knew that it was going to be a lot of pressure. And uh, he sent me this text message, and it, like, I might cry. There's a couple things I'm going to talk about here in the next... 20 minutes that I might cry about. And this is one of them. Um, so if, just know it's not like, it's not like the crying two episodes ago where I was like, wanted to die. Um, it's, it's, it's like the good normal Palmer crying. I, just so you guys know, I could, I cry at commercials. So like it's a, it's a running gag with my friends that I tear up and cry. Me too. Um, so, yeah. So he, he said, sent me this on Sunday where he's like, are you still on whole 30? If so, you are my hero. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, uh, I sent him a picture of my plate and he's like, you are so awesome. Stay strong. And it's like, shit. That is so, so cool. Yeah. That's got to kind of keep you going, right? On the on the on the moments where it's like Panera Bread. Wait a second, is this the same guy that that you had tea with at Panera Bread? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yes. not fair. It seems like he's trying to sabotage you. You need to distance yourself from this man. <laughs> oh no, he did Panera Bread the week before he sent this text message. Like, uh, he, I know, like, just kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, I know. Oh um, my god. Well, I, he yeah, joked I about the Panera Bread. He's like, I realized like after <laughs> Later, yeah. I told you where we were going. Where to meet up? That I was like, man, I'm such a dick. It's hard. <laughs> like, it's hard to remember if you're if you're not on that path. Like I sent you, I was I was drunk yeah. and happy and sending you those texts about like the Burger King thing that we tweeted, yeah. where it's like, yeah, literally he's talking about Coke, which you just spent, told me how you spent yeah. ninety minutes trying not to think about Coke, <laughs> and then Burger King and the char uh flame broiled uh burgers which are good as hell so uh, yeah i'm guilty good of that as too. hell man yeah <laughs> fucking mark Beauchart. good yeah. shit no like that's okay because i just spent the last like the last 10 minutes with ash before i came up here 
I was just like on our food, which is like the subreddit for food. And it's just like foodies post pictures of like awesome what? shit they either made or, or you looking at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what I'm just like, oh, that looks so I, oh. I got two days left. I'm going to get to eat soon. Like, you know, like I can't do that. I, I can't. Uh, the bride loves cooking shows. And I yeah. do not want to see anything I want to eat that that I can't. I'm like, what the fuck is the point of that? Yeah, I I don't know. I, I mean, it's, I, mean I, I guess it's the I same as like looking at regular porn. Yeah, like I was just food thinking porn about is that. like regular porn. Like you can't, huh. you know. It's not. Yeah, I, I look at I, I look at yeah. porn. I'm, I'm it's not like I'm going to go like now. have sex with any of them, or it's going to huh. make me go have sex with another person. Right, and it would be awkward. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Ash probably wouldn't like it. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, you mentioned doing another's Palmer picks yes. or Palmer pick. Uh, let's shoot for uh, Easter ish. Okay. Easter weekend. Uh, just because we'll do I'm the taking the, the Friday. Christ, right. <laughs> What's that? I said we'll do the Passion of the Christ. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Oh my fucking God. What a great idea. Uh, I would love to get Ash's perspective on that. Has she ever seen that? Oh, no. No. Um, she probably Holy doesn't even shit. know that movie exists. Um, uh, that would be interesting, but that's brutal. It would be. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, I have a third slot right now for my pick because we watch, you know, we watch seven. Oh, yeah. So I, I could I could add that <laughs> into my third two? slot. It's like Secretary. It's like Secretary V for Vendetta. And Passion and, of the Christ. Uh, Passion of the Christ. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fun because so you can put hilarious. her in that position on Easter weekend or whatever, and be like, "Well, we could watch yeah. this, this, or this." And then you watch the Passion of Christ. She's like, "What the fuck? This is like yeah. torture porn." <laughs> yeah, why did you do this to me? Uh, so, um, Lent I think ends on I, officially. I looked it up. I finally Googled it because my Catholic wife doesn't know. Uh, so it, it ends on Thursday the thirteenth. So okay. I would officially be done with Lent. Um, if we if we recorded sometime that weekend, and yeah. Ash and I both will have Friday and Monday off. So like, okay, um, we're looking at Friday the fourteenth through Monday the evening of Monday the seventeenth. We would be available that whole weekend to record. So that might be a okay. good time. We could do the. Whole 30 Lent ending celebration we could do because she would be celebrating Whole 30 being over too. Um, we could do a Palmer's pick. We could do just kind of a big Uber episode. That would be great, actually. Um, I have a I have a surgery coming up on the 20th that might make me out for the next week, so we could double up. Okay. Uh, okay, yeah, that would work too. That would yeah. be perfect. I mean, I may not be. It's hard to know. The, the guy told me, he's like, some people are have the procedure on Thursday and they're back to work on Monday, other people think they're gonna die. I'm like, well, yeah. sh for sure, I think I'm gonna die. Like, that's are you are you okay? Like, is I, everything yeah. all right? Yes, I, I'm 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 okay. It's a, a general ongoing issues with my pelvic floor, which is about as much as I would like to say. <laughs> that's totally okay. Um, Got it. Like, but it's a big ecosystem around there. It's all the prostate problems and other things like that. So, yeah, hopefully it will go smoothly, but it may not. And if it if it doesn't, at least I can have a whole lot of laughs beforehand. <laughs> yeah yeah no absolutely and i mean let's even shoot so that it doesn't feel we don't feel like strung out that's a four-day weekend for us so let's just play it let's shoot let's just record two episodes on two of the days of that week like, Double yeah. Shot. Yeah. if we did like a late friday night or late saturday night like me yeah. and you and just do right. like the celebratory episode and then maybe monday evening just have ash on for an hour and a half or so and we'll do a pick that sounds you know? great and then we get two episodes out of the way you should float i mean think about 
think about that passion thing. That might be kind of interesting. <laughs> oh my gosh. Maybe, maybe that, it, it, maybe we'll just call it the Palmer's pick Easter special. Passion of the Christ. You know, I don't know like, if you need to commit to it, but if you're willing to, <laughs> Oh man. I, well, I've been meaning to see, you've mentioned it a few times oh, on you, the podcast. Have you never seen it? I've only seen it once. And I was like, it was when I was married the first time, like back when I was 20. And so I, I know I definitely need to see it with my adult eyes. Uh, like my grown-up yeah eyes. yeah i haven't been able i i only saw it the once i saw it in the well i guess we'll talk about it when, if, if and when yeah. it comes up on the show but i have only seen it once too and i i have no desire i to almost see it <laughs> picked it up um i almost picked it up over christmas because barnes and noble had a 20 dollars sale on all their criterion collection blu-rays oh there's a criterion of it yeah oh that's yeah that's fascinating to me oh shit yeah oh, um, god damn it can, but wait, let me say that again because I know you know what a Criterion collection is. Yes, they were I do. selling every Blu-ray for twenty, every Criterion for twenty dollars. How much are they Those usually, are usually there? Forty to fifty, like oh every Criterion God. collection. Criterion collections are like super expensive because that they to get that label Criterion, they have it's the absolute best quality video and sound. First off. They have tons of bonus features on them. There's usually multiple versions of the film. It, I mean, it's you you don't buy all the Criterion collections. You buy the Criterion collection of the, of the movies you love yeah. because you know you're getting the ultimate version of that movie when you buy the Criterion Absolutely. collection. Absolutely. But they are very, so, they are very uh, selective as well, so it's always yes. interesting to me what they choose. I um, think Terry Gilliam actually has some stake in that whole process because oh, really? almost all of his movies are have Criterion collections. Oh, wow. Everything, either that or just that organization that does those are huge fans of Terry Gilliam's work. That, because yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I have the Criterion of Brazil, and it is amazing. <laughs> like, it is so good. Um, I've never seen Brazil. Uh, you haven't? No. Oh, man, is it good. Like, and that, and that reminds me of a, a clip from uh, the first episode of Mind of Philip, where you say you're basically going to this, the movie holic support group to find a, a girlfriend who thinks that Brazil was the movie of 1986. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I always figured that was a Larry line, which I guess it must be. But oh, still, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. I don't think I came to that movie until later in life, oh, but it's it, it's just really good. Well, that fascinates me. Uh I, I definitely don't want to derail us too much because of our guests oh. and stuff, but the Criterion Collection, uh, obviously look at look into it if this sort of intrigues you and in some of the titles. Might, like the, It intrigues me that like the movie The Rock has a Criterion Collection, for instance. Yeah, yeah. Because usually but it's I reserved think that for goes, like, classy I think, pictures. But I also think, though, they have certain directors that either... Like Michael Bay? <laughs> yeah, like, well, Maybe. I mean... <laughs> There is a there is a a filmmaker style called Bayism, which is you know what I mean, like that, like he he honed that look of filmmaking. Oh which really? They yeah, he's probably um, he's like I, he's the child or like the sort of the next generation of the like Simpson Don like Don Simpson. Uh, oh shit! I'm, what was that that company? Did it like Top Gun and and Days of Thunder? Yeah, it was a similar. A Simpson Scott is the kind of partnership I think I'm thinking of. Uh, Bayism, <laughs> yeah. Bayism. Michael I'm going to send you. This so. is a this is a good introduction. It's not Bayism. It's Bayhem. Oh, that's okay. what it. That's the <laughs> phrase that he uses. 
Oh shit, Bayhem, because it's so much better than like uh, Bayism, Bayhem, and so I'm gonna send you a link to the Every Frame of Painting. Oh yeah, on Bayhem. That's where I got that term from. Okay, and uh, it really it 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 might help shed some light on why the Rock has a criterion. Nice. Is where I'm, I'm not saying that. it shouldn't necessarily, but it, it just fascinates me the things that they choose. Oh yeah, where it's no, normally I, I, very, uh, yeah, yeah, very prestigious pictures and stuff. But with the controversy yeah. and stuff surrounding Passion of the Christ and Mel Gibson as a as a public figure, I'm surprised. But obviously, you know, he is a he is a world class filmmaker, and that is a is a very interesting movie. I have the criterion yeah. for Last Temptation of Christ. <laughs> um, and That's what we were just talking about. Yeah. You said they have a criterion for that. Yeah. So you do good. have it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. well, Last Temptation, not Passion of. Oh. Oh, I said the wrong fucking thing. <laughs> Though you if I were going to recommend one to watch, I would absolutely recommend watching The Last Temptation because that is enjoyable and awesome, whereas Passion is just... Sorry. That's very confusing. Which one were we talking about having Ash watch? Which one do well, you want Ash to watch? the fucked up one to watch would be Passion of the Christ by Mel Gibson. Oh, okay. <laughs> only because it's 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 only like the kind of crucifixion segment. It's all in Aramaic. Yeah. It's super, super. I've never seen it. Gory. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's why I was like, are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. She couldn't watch that. I, don't, I think if no. I asked her right now, no. I don't think. No. I, like, But Last Temptation might be cool. I mean, that's yeah, a very interesting that's the movie. one I was. Yeah. See, I'm so sorry, you guys. I promise. Like, <laughs> I, I will admit, though, that. this is one drawback to Whole30 is I have not gotten enough calories this like for the last 30 days. And yeah. I have a huge I, I have noticed in the last week or so I cannot articulate myself properly. And I lose like more than normal. Like I'm. It's like my, I am deficient in something that I can't communicate accurately. You feel right. like you're on fire as well. It's a sort of an interesting uh, dichotomy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, no, I definitely would recommend throwing that one into the mix. Uh, you may or may so not like it because there is whole, weird things about it, but what, but definitely not the passion of the Christ. <laughs> what is so awesome is, is we just had an entire conversation about how awesome this would be to have Ash watch this movie, and we both <laughs> meant two totally different yeah. movies. <laughs> It would be interesting to talk to her about uh, Last Temptation as a Catholic now. Now in that's totally what I was thinking. Yeah. and then you were just going from the gore angle, like because she, she, I, I'm pretty sure flat out she said she can't watch that movie. So the, uh, yeah, the I wouldn't Last blame Tem anyone. The, like the it's uh, passion. Yeah, and I wouldn't watch it. I don't have any interest in watching that. No, um, it's 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 just the <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's incredibly done, but it is ultimately just a man being I'm tortured sure, to death. <laughs> and I'm sure it's uh, it's amazing, and and especially if you're a person uh, who a Christian. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I just wouldn't. No, yeah, I, I'm not interested to see that one. Last Temptation would be a good Easter uh, edition. Yeah. Um, because uh, that also contain like surrounds like the crucifixion a little bit, and because uh, yeah. that's when he decides to come off the cross, right? Like that, like that is yeah, spoilers. Segue. Yeah, that is that is the last <laughs> temptation, yeah. as it were, for a thirty year old movie. Spoilers yeah. for a thirty year old movie. Uh, uh, I mean, Ash isn't going to listen to this. I, I can right, talk till I'm right. blue, and yeah. like we could read the script, and she would still be surprised by the movie. Oh my god, she's I love it. Part of not because I'm belittling her, please. No. I'm sorry. No, no because she's not a got, part of this conversation. Yeah, right. And she doesn't listen to this fucking podcast. No. So like, she the, loves me, the but she doesn't love me that to, much. Uh, to a little bit of it. She's like, you talk too much. <laughs> I was like, I know. Yeah. 
<laughs> of course, it's got a long walk, short drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. Well, it's definitely, I like that plan very much. Um, and we'll tweet out yeah. the, the, the Bayham so, frame a painting. Um, and on, just yeah. for the record, so, but, I, I sidestepped it because I, probably because I was like, oh, God, he's crying. <laughs> but, but you are also my hero. It is incredible what you have done. Um, and you oh, should, thanks, should you have every right to be proud as fuck. <laughs> and I am, proud I have of dropped, this. I have lost, I haven't weighed myself for the last 30 days. I know I have lost weight. I do not know how much I will know Friday morning, how much weight I've lost. Nice. I know how much I weighed 462 pounds when I started this. Wow. Okay. Okay. I know how much I weighed, so I'll know how much I lost. Um, I know though I, in 27 days because this was yesterday in 27 days i dropped an entire waist size in oh, my wow. pants so uh i was able to put my skinny jeans on not not actual hipster skinny jeans just <laughs> yeah jeans that were i grew out of right in my adult life <laughs> I know without a, like in a with a belly growth spurt I've uh, still got and i was able to put those back on uh and they're a size smaller than the jeans i wear normally now so rock on uh yeah just just crazy um i feel amazing um and as much as i as much as i'm like oh i can't wait to eat pizza again and have a cheeseburger and like i don't want i i don't want this to all be wasted it would really as much as i did this for ash and as much as like to support her and i want her to get the information she needs to become healthy and uh a good side effect of that is i have i have really gained something from these past this past month i feel like as as much bitching as i did like i'm just a bitcher well I, oh like, yeah God. you know like, <laughs> well as we learned captain america was like day 8 <laughs> so yeah yeah, yeah. i um, for especially that considering and yeah. also given most of your discussion about it on the podcast it was at my prodding and being like, Oh my God, that's so fucked up. <laughs> like you yeah. really have not complained. Oh no. You're well, you're not married to me. I, I poor <laughs> Ash. I feel I totally, this past weekend, I was like, you're just being your fucking dad. Uh, my dad was notorious. He, he would give the shirt off of his back to somebody. He would bend over backwards to do a favor for somebody. Uh, he just made sure if he loved you, he made sure you knew how much of an inconvenience the favor was to him. Oh, you, oh, that's you, interesting. You know I've never I, heard that particular wrinkle before about yeah. anybody, actually. Um, it, I, I mean, in that, I'm not trying to speak ill of the dead. That's just the way it was. Yeah, you know, like he just he just let you know it was an it was he'll do it and he'll help you out, not a problem. But it's inconvenient to him. Mm -hmm. So, and this past weekend, I really. I was, I, I really felt like I, that I was just like kind of channeling him a little bit on that. And really just, I was, I was a, a little over being a little melodramatic about the food and all that stuff in hindsight. And then the other side of it too, is it's amazing. And Ash will admit this too, is like hangry is a real thing. And being oh, a yeah. big person who like, I, you know, I've overeaten for 36 years of my life. I've never truly been hungry and I still even in this past 30 days don't know what true hunger is. I'll I'll admit that. Um but I've never had to experience hangry before, you know, like that. And it is amazing 
it, it, that is a real thing. I mm. mean, there's just no other way around it. It is a real thing because, you know, as pissy as we were, we, we both we ramped each other up to the point where we were just nasty at our, nie- you know, at our niece's birthday party, not to like everybody else, just kind of like just being kind of nasty under our breaths to each other. Like this is bullshit and blah, blah, blah. No fucking food. And we can't eat anything here. Just like, yeah. And just, we, we both just kind of escalated into being really sour. And finally Ash was like, we have an avocado in the car. I mean, cause up <laughs> to that point we had just had fruit all day and then a plate full of vegetables, which I mean, vegetables in my opinion are just as bad. You're getting the vitamins from them, but really all they are is a plunger. Like that's, that's the main purpose of vegetables, right? Like they're just pushing everything else through, you know? And so, you know, I I ate that plate full of vegetables and in 15 minutes later, my body's like, okay, I need the protein and the fat. Where's that? Like got the fruits, got the vegetables. I need that protein and fat. I need that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so we're just sour and caustic and Ash is like, (laughs) I haven't, there's an avocado in the car. So she like runs out to the car, comes back. We each eat half an avocado before I was done with that half of an avocado. I was like, all is right with the world. Like it was like, it, it is uncanny. Wow. I, this is so much like, and this is what I told Captain America too. <laughs> this is so much like quitting smoking. I can't even, it, they, it, which just goes to show you addiction is addiction is addiction. I would love to talk to the bride about it because it is, I, I know that is in her past. That is something that she, Oh yeah. She's counseled in her people. work yeah. that she has helped a lot of people with that right. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and just, I would love to just pick her brain on that kind of addiction versus cigarette and food addiction, because I, those two things to me, I feel like, it has been an almost identical process in changing those habits. Um, hmm. I, I have gone through, and I guess like having gone through the smoking, I have called upon that experience multiple times this past month to get me through to the next day, to the next moment sometimes. Um, she is one of those people that is just like really good about like, really getting you to explore something right like with a conversation she's a and like, she's a great friend and partner in that she will also yeah. she's very supportive but she will also be honest even if it's yeah. not what you want to hear yeah, yeah. And, um there has been a couple times in 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 me knowing her where like man she is just so good at turning it like turning me making me turn it back in on myself and, and my instant reaction is just like anger but it's yeah. it, it, it's like misplaced anger. You know, like, it's not like I'm angry at her. It's just like, that's my, like, and she is one of those people that can just do that. Like, boom, like, and it's only happened like twice that I can, you know, think of, but man, she, because she's just, it's that infuriating calm that she maintains, you know, like, (laughs) do you know what I'm talking about? Like, (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that, that comes, I think when, especially when she's turning on the, Probably what, what, yeah, the counselor part, because a lot of counseling is you don't really tell people what to do. You just right. kind of help, right. help them think yeah. about it for themselves, I guess. Shit. That's what, I'm sure that's reductive, but um, that's what I've gleaned from having a few conversations with her about, or when she sees portrayals of counselors on TV, uh, yeah. they're mischaracterized as, as overstepping and stuff. Oh, got speaking it. of, speaking of the bride. Um, yeah. I've got, I've got a shit the bride says, and I've also got uh, a new roll in 
to, that'll help ex- explain what that is for any new listeners on any given okay. episode. Yeah. So, uh, roll it, Moto. Shit the Bride Says features selections from the clandestine Twitter page I started in 2010 to document the things my wife says that make me laugh so hard I have to stop everything and preserve them. The wicked sense of humor soon to follow is especially funny given the fact that in everyday life, the bride is an upstanding member of our community, an outstanding representative of her profession, and an all-around compassionate and exemplary human being. She denies any and all association with the Twitter page from which these quotes are read. However, I can assure you, everything repeated here was most certainly said by the bride. Okay. Um, this is the from early 2011. She says, uh, I'm doing a kind of a catch up here. Uh, they're not actually properly timed, so I won't read the dates or time because I don't know them exactly. But early 2011. <clears throat> I don't much like Republicans, but the Republican I like most is Tom Selleck. He's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's the stash. I think so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the next one, she <laughs> says... Uh, even fake Miley Cyrus makes you want to punch a baby. <laughs> <gasps> it's so true. Uh, thirdly, uh, after not getting the word tendon in the game Super Text Twist, simply, God damn it, motherfucking piece of shit, fuck your mother. <laughs> Just to get a taste. <laughs> She's very competitive. If that, I mean, because yeah. I, I think that was her not getting a word. It wasn't even like she got beat on something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and let's see. And then the the final one here is, all I'm going to do is punch babies. I'm going to shop at Walmart and punch babies. I'm gonna find <laughs> babies to punch. <laughs> oh, oh, and there's an ad- <laughs> there's an addendum to that because I had mentioned I had mentioned that I was gonna read that particular one from what would it be six years ago? And yeah. she's like, please, please, ad- please tell people that I wouldn't actually uh, punch babies. And I was like, well, of course, but then, and then no sooner could she say that this afternoon, we went for a walk just before recording is yeah. that, you know, please tell everyone I don't actually punch babies. She, she said, I would not actually punch a baby unless it was Donald Trump. I wish I could go back in time and punch Donald Trump when he was still a baby. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> awesome. That's spectacular. Oh, well, good shit. deal, man. Um, I know we so, uh, we got other bits here, and I got we got the guy kind of standing by. I okay. Wonder, um, I wonder should we finish up something quick, and I'll give him a heads up, and then maybe even do some bits with him, so that yeah, it's we not, can do that. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the trip with these uh the guest things. It's like you want. Well, what are you digging? Tell me what you're digging right now. Oh, so I'll just say quickly. Uh, that I'm digging. Uh, we saw the edge of seventeen. I really, really. Oh dug man! That movie. And you and you started to hint at that. Oh no, that was in the text thread with Twinkie and I. Yeah, I texted episode, you guys when so. I saw it because I was like, "This was yeah. so fucking great." First twenty minutes, I was just like in love after the first like five minutes. Yeah, uh, I loved it so much. Yeah, it's the trailer such a fun is movie. endearing. Like I, is Ash it? and I have watched the trailer a couple times, and it's really good. Oh, good. Uh, so I'll tweet. Definitely, that. yeah, definitely tweet out the trailer. It's it's fantastic. It's got. 
it basically it starts out with her like going into him during his lunch period and how she's like, I'm going to commit suicide. And then he like <laughs> says, oh, good. I am, too, because I get interrupted every day because of you and uh and the tweet that she or the text message oh, that she yeah. says to the crush that's in the trailer too. So it's a good representation of the movie. Uh, I mean, I, I have a gist of what the movie is just from the trailer. So, yeah, I only had a very <clears throat> general sense of, of actually, I don't really know. I, I kind of like to not know too much about movies these days because it's fun. I get to be surprised and I don't have expectations and I don't have spoilers. Um, so I don't know what I thought it was going to be. I just had a general sense that I would like it. And I, I I liked it so much. Um, I wish we had. Uh, I wish we had. I wish I had seen it pri- just prior to our last episode because we were going through some some movies that were uh, directed by women. Um, and uh, this one is the is the directorial writing. Well, the directorial debut of someone who's written a few other movies called Kelly Freeman Craig. And okay. it's a really like just fresh voice, fresh performances, that kind of unexpected humor that is the way people are in real life, but you don't always see them represented in movies. It, yeah, it, no. Reminded uh, well, me. Well, I mean, of, I love Woody Harrelson. Oh, he, and, yeah. Uh, and he stole, I mean, he stole the show from some, he stole scenes, I should say. Yeah. From, uh, from uh, what is her name here? Haley Stein, Steinfeld? Is that her, is that her debut too? Like, is this her first acting gig or has she been uh, in other stuff? No, but she's not been in a whole lot. Like I did look her up. She was in True Grit, which I haven't seen. Um, um, and some other, but like I, Pitch Perfect 2, some shit like that. She's been in actually, in, as I'm looking at a bunch of stuff, but I'd never seen her before. And she's in terrific. the trailer with, because there's a lot of scenes with her and Woody Harrelson in the trailer and she looks like she's main, she's holding her own in the scenes with him. So, oh yeah, yeah at least does. based on the trailer. She, yeah. So no, she's amazing. Like in some ways it reminds, it's got the kind of like uh, humor offbeat, but honest humor and sort of, sort of, st- it's, it's like Juno ish, but not quite as style yeah. stylized. And it is That's about a, a teenage girl analogy. Yeah. I, to- I fo- totally see that yeah. just even from the trailer and Juno yeah, is great, so. but like it's, it, oh, when yeah. you're watching it you're like, you're not thinking, well, this is just a Juno ripoff. It's, it's its own unique thing. It also reminded me kind of like easy a, which is, I, we talked about before, but I don't know if you've seen that one, right? Like, that's with Emma I have not Stone. seen Easy A. I haven't seen that. That's one. really, really fun. I highly recommend that. Uh, and that's got a similar kind of wry sense of humor, uh, s- smart high school kind of, um, uh, like a comedy. smart teen movie. Yeah, I, I, that's yeah. what I would call it. Yes, exactly. Like an intelligent teen movie. Yeah, yeah, and, and like fresh too. And as is yeah, this. and also a little um, bit of the bad words vibe, like the Jason Bateman directed movie where he's in a spelling bee. Have you ever seen that? No, um, but I've heard fun. of that. that I've that, heard it's great. That's great too. He's just like yelling at kids and yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's got all of those movies have a real. They're very. It's they're very much like The Bride in a way. Like they've got this raw, wry, cut, biting sense of humor, but like with a real um, heart underneath. So uh, right. definitely, that's what I was sticking most this week. That's awesome. Um, I I wanted to do our picks like or, or do your dig and my pick. Oh yes, before we brought our guest yeah. on because I might cry uh, during my pick. Oh gosh, uh, <laughs> again. So, because uh, it's well, I have two picks. Am I allowed to have two picks? Of course. Um. So <laughs> that's, that's our show. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can do whatever the fuck I want. That's right. Trump uh, can't stop us. I tell I tell my my siblings that uh, when we when we all are together, invariably one of us. Uh, like my step siblings and I, invariably one of us will be like, "Are we allowed to do that?" Like, because we're like 
<laughs> making a lot of decisions and stuff, yeah. you know? And uh, my mantra has been since my stepmother passed away is like when we're, when one of us kind of gets that, I'll just fucking jump in and I'll be like, we're the motherfucking adults now. We can do whatever we fucking want. <laughs> like, I do uh, love that. I thought about that when we were talking about pizza. We, we yeah. were in Nashville, like, well, we can't have pizza all the time. I told this to the pride. We're just like, oh, yes, we can. We're adults. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> whatever we, we can do whatever we want. Especially when it comes to pizza. <laughs> yes. Um. So, uh, so, uh, I, I guess the first pick is like kind of a combined thing. So I, um, I have an on again, uh, I have a, a very much love, hate on again, off again relationship with Sirius XM satellite radio. Okay. I love their content and I hate them as a fucking comp company. So, okay. <laughs> uh, I usually will wait until they just are groveling to get me back and then I will do that deal and then cancel it. Nice. Like, yeah. and then just ride that deal out and then wait until they're like, like this last time I got a year subscription for 90 bucks. That's like, you can't even, that's, that's unheard of. Right. So <laughs> that's less than $10 a month. Come on. Uh, I, 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 that's like Netflix prices. That's right. So yeah. cheap, like old Netflix price prices, like seven ninety nine Netflix prices. And so, uh, so I'm on that right now. And uh, Alt Nation is is one of the channels on there that I listen to a lot. It's a uh, new alternative, and I am first. I'm really picking right now that new alternative is finally moving back towards alternative and less poppy. Mm -hmm. uh, alternative, their new alternative. Last year, I felt like uh, just in in 2000. 16 and 2015 alternative new stuff was just really it it sounded top four to top 40 to me and all, the whole point of it being called alternative is to not it's supposed to be in my opinion it is popular music that does not sound like top 40 that's what i would consider like alternative yeah right then it, then is it's it, alternative to something right right exactly <laughs> like hence the name alternative right, right? uh and for the longest time, I felt like there was top 40 and then there was alternative and they sounded exactly the same. Yeah, especially uh, in the mid 90s, like the alternative became kind of they yeah. were it was it, it started as the fringe and then it became the fashion. And uh, right. And I, right. I don't mind. I fucking loved it. But like that was the case. Oh, for yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. And that was OK. Uh, but I feel like it's finally kind of like the pendulum is swinging back and like alternative is really alternative again. Like they're. Their uh, set list right now is really, or their playlist right now is really diverse and awesome and amazing. Uh, really good. And I'm, I'm, they, they're, there's just like some singles out right now that are really good, except for the Gorillas stuff. The new Gorillas is. Oh, really? I, I thought of you when I heard that was announced. I, I really hope somebody wants to debate this because every single I've heard so far is fucking garbage. Um, <laughs> I Almost that might be harsh, and maybe I haven't given it its fair shake. I'll wait till the album comes out, and I'll do a review. So, nice. anyways, oh, uh, I like that idea of uh, of an album review from Palmer yeah. now and again. That'd be great. Um, so I uh, one of the bands that are on their 
playlist right now is uh, Kaleo, I think is their name. Is that the name of that band? I have never heard, but I th- there's that, that doesn't mean much. <laughs> How do you spell uh, that? Uh, K-A-L-E-O. Yeah, that's it. Uh, their their single is Way Down We Go. And you might have heard that like, Way Down We Go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Way down we go. Oh, that like that. That's how it goes. No, I haven't heard um, it, but I was enjoying listening to you. <laughs> uh, Sorry. <laughs> yes. Now I never want to hear the real thing. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> we go. Moto, I hope you're putting the set, the like the track behind this so I'm backed up. Oh, don't do it. It's perfect as is. Down we go. Fucking magic. Down we go. For listeners, no, I'm gonna play he's it. singing and like kind of moving right, like Stevie Wonder. That was the that made my oh, whole week. I, I'm so glad that I made your night. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, I just I just love having an audience. So there's this song that I just. I, was just I don't want to hear it. <laughs> That's the uh, song for me. <laughs> all the, I mean, I wasn't even making words. That's even better. It felt like a country song. <laughs> it wasn't a country song. Um, uh, so, all right. all right. I can't access the links for some, like I see that they come through, but I can't click them. So that's why I have Will you be so able far. to get them at some point in time or do I, I got to resend all these I would too? hope so. Oh, there they are. There they are. Yeah. Okay. You got them? Yep. So this this is my dig from Kaleo. Uh, it's the song All the Pretty Girls. And um, we might take the time to just listen to this because it is so... It, like, now that I see it, I want to listen to it. That's why I'm digging it right now. Uh, but basically, this is how I explained it to Ash. Van Morrison is an artist who he might not be one of my top... Like, if I was going to be like, I want to listen to this person, it's Van Morrison. But when Van Morrison comes on, and I don't even mean Moon Dance, it doesn't have to be Moon Dance. It's it's his uh, some of his other catalog stuff. It's it's not that it makes me depressed, but his voice. It's something about his voice. It sings to my soul, and it's just this like, I I I. It, it's like hope and despair, and happiness and sorrow. Um, it's like those were all ice cream flavors. Like you got a scoop of each and then you just let them melt all together. That's what my soul feels like when I listen to Van Morrison. All right. Does that like, it is, it is the strongest emotional response. And there are a few artists that when I just hear their voice, it doesn't matter what they're singing about. It's just, it's just their voice. It makes, it elicits that feeling to me. It's like all emotions at the same time. Right. I, I imagine that's what you feel like when you listen to the boss. Right. Like, so, yeah, that's the I mean, the best my best experiences with music are definitely what you described. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is this song does to me what listening to, to Van Morrison does. So let's just do a one, two, three. It's it's four minutes long. And then I have one more pick and then we'll get our guest on here and then we'll talk movies and just have fun. And we'll do a King Corner with our guests. We'll start. Oh, right that's with a good the idea. King Corner. OK. All right, let's just play like 30 to 40 seconds of it. Awesome. All right. Okay. I listened to the whole album. The whole album is worth listening to. The last three tracks, it kind of falls apart a little bit, but it's the whole album is great. Uh, it's very Black Keys and uh, 
They, but they do have, uh, uh, it's good. But let's just. So let, this is uh, from 2014, uh, All the Pretty Girls. All the Pretty Girls, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to hit play. Right. One, two, three. That's a minute. Let's just let. That's good. Close to a minute. Yeah, like, yeah. That's the only song on that album that sounds like that. Really? Like where he sings like that? Oh, it's the like, only kind just, of falsetto type deal. Yeah. Like, listen. Uh, just all right. So j- the the track before that. Let's just do ten. You'll hear his voice at the very beginning of that. Just and the. Oh, did you send like another this. song? Or oh, click I see that. the way down. Yeah. Yeah. Click that link. Okay. I'm gonna add. He sing, he pretty much sings like this on the rest of the album. Uh okay, so I'm skipping the ad now. Oh, father tell me do we get what we deserve? Oh, oh yeah, it is different. We get yeah. What we deserve. And way down, down we walk. I do like that when the hits that part and the drums kick in. Yeah. So that's Kaleo. It, most of and um, <laughs> most of their songs uh, will have he sounds like that, or, or the rest of the songs sound like that. That all the pretty girls is the only one where he does that, like just that soul fucking crushing song, like sound. It just like I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to. It sounds. It. It sounds like a spell. That's what it sounds like. If 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 there was a real spell, that's what I imagine it would sound like. Same thing with Van Morrison's voice. I can't say it any other way. Like that's awesome. Magic. Yeah. I like. Um. So, that that's the first take, and then this is the one that is probably going to make me cry, and I bookmarked it so that I can. So, I don't usually, and I'm going to do this super quick. And then we'll do a pee break and then we'll bring your, your buddy on. All right. Awesome. Um, I normally am not, I am a very logic driven person. I was a math teacher for 10 plus years. Uh, I, I am just very logic driven almost to a fault. Sometimes I know I, I act really goofy on here, but to the frustration and chagrin of my wife, a lot of the times I will debate the logic of a decision way longer than it would take to just make the decision and do it. All right. Uh, so I, and I, and I am admittedly, I am sappy and all that stuff, but motivation stuff is usually not something that respond that I, I respond to. It doesn't, it, you know, like motivational posters or phrases or things like that. Uh, there's a whole, uh, subreddit called 
uh, Get Motivated, and it's in my feed. And, um, you know, things run across there, and they're for a 460 pound sedentary obese man, uh, a lot of them I just roll my eyes at. It's like, oh, yeah, fucking jerk off, you know, like work out and jerk off and don't give up. I get it. Like, <laughs> You know, are those like, three things? <laughs> yeah. Like, huh. uh, I, I mean, all motivation basically boils down to that. Like, don't give up. Right. Just keep going and persevering. And uh, there was this this it, it was a, a meme, like an image of what I'm about to read on there. Uh, and it I bawled like a baby when I read it. And I like I sent it to Ash today. And, like I'm already like choking up a little bit. I sent it to Ash today and I was like, I cry every time I think about this thing I read yesterday and I can't even bring myself to read it now, but I need to share it. Like, um, so I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to make it through it, but, uh, cause it's, it just resonates so well in like, I don't know. I've just been dealing with a lot and, uh, it helps. So Oh, it's this, um, it's really awesome. Oh, Jesus. I'm so sappy <laughs> because there's like, like when I did a Google search for this, like it's all over the place and like people know about it. So like, there's probably going to be people that have been like, oh my God, this is the first time he's ever heard this. So, uh, so it's basically, it's a native American and I, and I wanted to make sure, uh, so right now this is on www.firstpeople.us. So uh, pretty legit. Uh, it's a Cherokee legend. So um, an old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life. Uh, a fight is going in, is going on inside me, he said to the boy. It's a terrible fight and it's between two wolves. One is evil. He is anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, Self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. He continued, the other wolf is good, though. He's joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humanity, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside you and inside every other person, too. So the grandson thought for about a minute and asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? And the old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. Uh, and like, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> oh, talk about like the hero's journey. I mean, that's, that's Yoda. I mean, that right. like, <laughs> that, I mean, that's a Cherokee legend, and that's like—I mean, yeah, that's uh, awesome. That's very powerful. Oh man, the one you feed. So feed the right one. Feed the right one. Fuck yeah. So thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, for, you shared some sh some shit today. <laughs> I yeah, appreciate I did. it. Jesus, I I didn't cry when we talked about my dad or stepmom, right? And then <laughs> like we talk about we talk about uh. A you know, a stupid meme that I saw on Reddit and, uh, 
you know, a text message and I'm bawling like a baby. So, well, there's not, right, there's I'm, nothing quite that can compare with the struggles we have with ourselves, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Um, all right. Well, let's take a, let's take a pee break. Yes. And then you, uh, you want to reach out. What's your buddy's name again? We're going to call him, uh, we're going to call him Mr. J. Mr. J. Mr. J. Okay. All right. So let's try this. Um, I kind of, we haven't tested it. I, I love the moment where like you actually can reconnect with someone in person or not, you know, I figure it's worth possible technical difficulties to get that. Like, oh shit, I haven't seen you in 10 years. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so hopefully I wasn't misguided in that uh, pursuit. Okay, I'm copying his email address. Um, I'm going to try. Okay, <clears throat> so I'm going to send an invite to Mr. Yeah. J. So he's looking at like 9.30-ish? I think so, yeah. He, yeah, that'll be a good end time, so. Okay. So I believe I hit, sent it. Let's see how these things go, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. But I know he's been. Oh, oh, oh here we I go. See something happening. Hey, hey, hey. welcome, <laughs> Mr. J. What's happening, sir? Good. How are you guys? Real yeah, good, man. Very well. Um, you got your uh, you got your numbers turning and microphone rolling. Is it all all good? You can see me and hear me. I can see and yep. hear you. Yep. Okay. Should I hit record now? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Go right do, ahead. Do. All right. We got it. We're up and recording. Abs- awesome. Awesome. I, f- I love that hat. Yeah, Thanks, that is spectacular. <laughs> it's even in the right font and everything. That's great. That's right. I got it uh, at the um the actual uh the their their store in uh, Jersey. Oh, oh, that's all. That's oh, spectacular. You went to, uh, so he's uh, for our listeners. He's wearing a, a clerk's hat. So you went to Red Bank and to uh, Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's yeah. awesome. Who waited on? Like, who was the cashier? Um, sadly, it was one of the the guys who wasn't in. It wasn't Brian or um. Uh, what's their guy's name? Was Walt? it was it was it Mike yeah. or yeah. was it Mike it was, Zatzik, the tall guy? It, was, it guy. wasn't. It was the guy who was um he's he was only on like one or two of the episodes. He was like their their part time guy. What day of the week was it? Was it Sunday? It was a Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. You yeah. fucking bought that hat from Sunday, Jeff. I did. <laughs> that blows my mind. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's awesome. I'm not sure how to explain who that is to people who would know, but like on uh he he works Sundays at the stash in in Red Bank, New Jersey, and he is an occasional guest on Tell Him Steve Bay podcast, and he's fucking hilarious. That's so cool. That's great. That is awesome. <laughs> very, yeah, very no cool, idea. man. And what are you drinking yeah, there? I well, just to, to show this off for you guys, because I figured you'd be a little bit jealous here. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, oh shit! Hold hold that up. Hold that up again. I'm gonna take Son a snapshot. Uh, <laughs> oh, Christmas ale. 
Oh, say uh, something. Uh, say something so I can. Uh, it'll go to your camera. If you click, Dave, I learned this. If you click his thumbnail at the bottom, oh, oh it'll there we go. Make him the primary. I see. Okay, give us a nice pose. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you sure. I got one. I got one. Oh, you know, I'm extra jealous because we have one more of those in the fridge, but I don't dare risk the bride's wrath and drink it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta share uh, that. <laughs> I actually have. You guys ever aged one of those? I had, yep. I had some. I had somebody say like, if you can hold on to one of those until the next Christmas, it will blow your mind. And let me tell you, it fucking does. Really. <laughs> like, it is ridiculous how much better that beer gets by just aging in that bottle for a year. Um, I, I honestly, I meant to do it this past Christmas and forgot because I mean, we'll even get that down here in Dayton, uh, all over oh. the place, Again, uh, which in Minnesota, is awesome. That's a great lake state, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I meant to buy a six pack because we had one bottle that just on a fluke, it like rolled to the back of our beer fridge uh-huh. and we didn't find it until like the next year. And uh, I was like, Oh my God, I finally get to do it. Like, this is awesome. And uh, yeah, it blew my mind, but I meant to get a six pack to just do that for it. Like just put it in my beer fridge and leave it until next year. So I'm going to have to do it this next Christmas. But yeah, 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 highly recommended. It's so awesome. Oh, I don't know. Did we say out loud? It it, it is Great Lakes uh, Christmas Ale. I don't know if yeah. we spoke it aloud. We're all just dumping. Oh yeah, like, isn't that weird? We were so cryptic about it. <laughs> it's a March. When we're never gonna tell you what beer it is, <laughs> suckers. You gotta go to the Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit, that's awesome. Actually, one of the um, back to the 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 uh, the cap here. The the cooler visit for me was I actually tracked down the quick stop. Oh, oh, nice. <laughs> yes. yes. Very nice. That's fucking cool. It was amazing. They still had um the the RST or RTS or RST video. RST, yeah. yeah. Yep. In sign next door. It was the the store was was long gone, but they still had the video the um the placard there. Wow. And then uh, I totally I totally went in and I got a um a Gatorade and a, and a snack cake just because you know oh. you have to. <laughs> Did you tell them there was a bunch of like a bunch of savages in this town? Yeah. It's a bunch exactly. of savages in this town. <laughs> you gotta when you get or ask snack- for a hubcap from a 1973 Pinto. Like <laughs> any of those things, like oh, that's awesome. You got to say yeah, like Randall say. too when you get. You got to go snack cake. Snack <laughs> 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 oh. Wrangle out of the uh, wrangle out of the store too. Oh yeah, yeah. they must get a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I tried. I tried to downplay it. I didn't want to like seem like a total fan. I was just kind of like looking around, and then as soon as I pulled my uh, my phone out and started taking pictures, I figured he knew immediately what was up. Oh. Right. Right. Hey, can you s- send us some of those pictures for the for the Twitter? Or do you have, yeah, a, Twitter? have a Twitter? We should share them with the show. Oh shit, yeah. Tell yeah. Me, what's what's your uh, what's your handle, sir? If you don't mind sharing it. Oh, let me see here. So, now, see, here's the thing. If, if you, also, if you I, you can't really see my T-shirt, let me just show you my T-shirt real quick. Oh yes. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. So let, me grab a, let me grab a snapshot of that. Do that again. Oh, oh my shit. gosh. Oh, I think it's I got so it. So awesome. Good. Is that Hot Rod like the the movie with uh, Andy Sandberg, or is that something else? Oh, Palmer Filament. Filament, I think you got this one. Oh, uh, I don't know. I was going for the Andy Sandberg movie. Is that not right? Oh, uh, that Rod- Hot, Roddy I, I biffed it. Piper. Roddy Piper. Piper. Yeah. Roddy, Roddy Piper, Piper, are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on. No, and I just said, I just... All right, yeah. so yeah, have you been keeping up with the show? So, like, I gave up movies for Lent, right? So I haven't been watching movies all Lent. And then my wife, and I'm not Catholic, I'm not even Christian, 
And my, but my wife told me, she's like, oh, by the way, she didn't tell me this for three weeks into Lent. By the way, Catholics cheat on Sundays yeah. on Lent, during Lent. We don't actually, actually observe Lent on Sundays. I'm like, are you fucking telling me I could have been watching movies for the last three Sundays? <laughs> she's like, well, yeah, I, I, I guess. I, I thought you knew. I'm not Catholic. Why would I know that? So uh, I watched... I watched the remake of Pete's Dragon. This is so fucking sad. These are the two. <laughs> but I watched the remake of Pete's Dragon. I like rolled over, woke up Sunday morning and turned on Netflix in bed and was like, Pete's Dragon it is. And watched that. And then later that afternoon, I watched They Live. They got like, way better. Oh, my gosh. So I can't believe I didn't get that T-shirt reference. I feel like an idiot now, especially since I just watched They Live. That, yeah, that, you were dead. I know. The mask and everything, you would know. <laughs> yeah. Man. You came to play, sir. Thank you. You I did. did. <laughs> you did indeed. <laughs> Holy shit! Wow. Roddy Roddy Piper is like the shit too. He was like, oh man. So well, Twitter, Twitter is. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Because that's kind of where I was headed with this. I, I originally set up my Twitter account because I'm um, a really, really, really big pro wrestling fan. All right. So I actually have another podcast that I try to do with a buddy on on pro wrestling. And so right, that's right. why I set it up. I set it up initially just for that. But yeah, I can I can give it to you. It's um, it's magic with a J M A J I C K. Mister J. Magic Mister right. J. Do you still is this podcast still active? The uh, uh, yeah, the pro wrestling. What's that called? Pimp that one. Um, it is called uh, uh wrestler roundup. It's All on right. um uh sound was it SoundCloud or what's the SoundCloud. SoundCloud, that sounds right. That's what we're on. Yeah, SoundCloud. Very cool. cool. Um, who's who's your who's your co-host? I I ask. He goes by um, Young Gary after <laughs> the. Uh, I think it's connected with a Godzilla movie or something like that. He's obsessed <laughs> with Godzilla. So awesome, yeah. cool, dude. That's very cool. If um, this will go up, I think after the first of April, but the month of March was tripod, so it's like listen to podcasts or whatever. So I'll try to tweet that out still oh, nice. yet this month and check it out. That's exciting. Uh, very cool. Well, thank you for coming on 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 this podcast. Um, let's start yeah, a little bit by just getting to getting to know you. Um, uh, you, you and Palmer haven't met. You and I haven't probably seen each other for maybe ten years. Um. Yeah, maybe just a bit about yourself, how we know each other, how you came to be on here tonight. As Introduce him However first. you'd like to. Oh, I don't think we've officially said his name yet. Well, <laughs> Like what we're going by. Oh, sure. I well, mean, we did, me and you did before oh, we yeah. like called him in, but we didn't like introduce him like this is our guest, oh, Mr. J. Yes. This, this is, is our is... guest, Mr. J. Mr. J. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Mr. J. Magic, I appreciate it. Mr. J. So tell us about yourself, sir. So I guess uh, how I know Dave is through Kent State. So right. I, um, we both went to Kent State at the same time. He, um, you were friends with Alyssa, I believe. Yeah, Alyssa from I last night. Alyssa? Alyssa, that Alyssa. Yes, that one. <laughs> how can you start and end the sentence? With it? <laughs> I almost got it. I almost yeah, got it. Chase the Amy's. Chase the Amy's. Thank you. I, I never miss an opportunity to use that particular line. So yes, but certainly I remember Alyssa. Yeah. Yeah, and so then she was like, I think one time she was just like, hey, I got this friend, he does acoustic and stuff, you want to check him out as a concert, and so we went to a concert, and that's how I met you, and then we kind of started hanging out a bit, and we, we immediately connected, I think, on the, um, what was it, Glenn Hansard and Once, that was like sure, the, the big sure. thing at the time. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I uh, started going I to some of your shows in Kent. 
Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, I mean, then we just started getting to know each other that way and we kind of stayed in touch and he, uh, we both kind of connected on music. That was the big thing. Um, as, as Dave said, sad bastard music, which <laughs> yeah. is pretty much, pretty much <laughs> sums it up. And, uh, and yeah, so then we've just kind of stayed in touch. I know there was a, a period of time where I tried to get you to, to join that, um, the Cedarly movie club where you came out a couple of times to, to see a movie with my gang oh. for the Cedarly. Remember that? Yeah. I, I vaguely, you know, I, oh gosh. So the Cedar Lee movie theater for those who, who don't know, or, and maybe I don't is know. It's an amazing theater. It's one of, it's one of the greatest theaters in Cleveland. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's an art house theater, uh, on Lee road, corner of Cedar and Lee road. And, uh, when I was, so it's a, not just a catchy name. No. Yeah. It's more than just a catchy name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like I used to drive when I was a teenager, I, and I first got a license, I would drive up there so that I could see, <laughs> Movies that I couldn't see, you know, and uh, in like Fairlawn, Ohio, or Montrose, right. and uh, uh, oh, I have so many fond memories of doing that, and it feeling like this, this exciting thing. Like when I hear Kevin Smith talk about driving into the to this to the city to uh, the Angelica to see like Slacker and and stuff in his right, he's talking about getting into making movies. I always think about driving to Cleveland to the Cedarly, which from the back backwater town of Ritman was a good like 70, 80 minute uh track. And when you're, you know, 17, that felt like you were doing something, you know? Like, and you know, uh, yeah. and eventually I would go on to live like a six minute walk from that theater and go to it way less <laughs> than I did when I was 17 and had all the time in the world. I worked I was a manager at Shaker Square Cinema which was 10 minutes down the road oh. and I and I could have gone to Cedar Lee as much as I wanted to for free cuz I like they were owned by the same company and I maybe went there once oh, in the oh, entire man. year and a half that I worked there. I, I mean I could have gotten ended my shift and then just bolted down to Cedar Lee and caught one of their midnight shows cuz we and never did it. Never. And, oh. it, and then crashed on your couch, Dave, because you lived five minutes yeah. from there That's like, what, yeah. at we that time. To, like, I did. When I lived there, I did go to see a midnight Donnie Darko, I think. And, oh, uh, and, and a big Lebowski. I saw UHF there. That was the one that I saw. Oh, was a, a oh UHF. Yeah. That's a good that one. That was a lot of fun. I used I to saw, actually work at. Oh, um, go ahead. Yeah, it's it. Um, when I used to work at, I, I was a teacher. I'm still a teacher, actually, but I was a teacher in Ohio and um, in Gates Mills. And I used to be able to cut out. I would usually get out relatively early, like three thirty or something, and I'd yeah. be able yeah. to just shoot down Cedar Road and get, hit a movie at like four o'clock. Gotcha. And then I'd be able to roll out by like six ish when traffic had died down and be able to go right back home after that into Willoughby. Oh, that's a great plan. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I love that the tonight tonight almost didn't happen. Well, fuck, we kept you waiting so long tonight. It almost didn't happen, but <laughs> previously in the scheduling, the uh, you were like, "Yeah, I can't do Tuesday. It's my movie night." <laughs> Tell yeah. us more about that. Do you go to the movies every Tuesday if you can? Yes, yeah. every Tuesday without fail. It's something I've done for I want to awesome. say honestly for seven years now at least. So oh, and you biffed and you didn't go tonight just to come oh, on. I did. Oh don't worry. I did. I went early. Okay. All right. I was gonna say like if you if you broke a seven year tradition just to come on this fucking show. Almost, like almost. we yeah. yeah. Like I mean this is gonna be fun, but it's not that fun. Yeah. <laughs> well I will say I went to see um Kong Island. Yeah. 
And this is this is already turning out to be a more enjoyable experience than that was. Oh, so. I was so worried. Uh, yeah. It had no, like I mean, a. Go it's got a seventy-five, it. so that's not bad. Yeah. My my problem, I, I kind of had this realization when I was driving back today. Is I think I'm starting to become a lot more snobbish in my movie taste as I get older because the kind of bit, and that's not to say like I love again. No, Dave knows this, but like I am a huge movie fanatic, and right, um, right. for me, like. I my bread and butter will always be like the indie flicks, a lot of the indie stuff. Um, yeah. And but I do I love my superhero movies. I love I see everything basically that's that's kind of superhero style. And and so I went to see Kong Island because I was thinking you know it's it's got great reviews. It's kind of a fun romp, kind of you know combat action kind of style. And it was enjoyable, but I kind of left it kind of like meh. Yeah. So yeah. you know I think yeah. I'm, I think my taste is changing, but you know I definitely know mine did as you know, time went on and you get, I, I really boil it down to, it's the same reason I hate depending on critic reviews, but I really trust Rotten Tomatoes meter. Like yeah, I just, I, do. I, I, I really, I won't read the reviews. I'll just look and see what score it has. And I'm and and I'll take it. I'll always take it based on what type of movie is like, if it's a horror movie, if it's got 40% or better, I'm going to see it. Cause I like for a horror movie to score 40% or higher on Rotten Tomatoes. That's why like get out has a 99% right now on Rotten Tomatoes. Like it it had a hundred for a long time. Like it just dropped recently to 99%. And for a horror movie or a suspense movie like that to get a 99%, like that's it, 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 it is essentially the like, well, the Silence of the Lambs of horror movies, but Silence of the Lambs was a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. It's, it's Great analogy, Palmer. Jesus, I need calories. Oh, I, calories. I actually went to see it because of that. I'm not a horror movie fan. And actually because of the percentage on Rotten Tomatoes. And I also listened to, I don't know if you guys listened to the Nerdist podcast at all. Yeah. Yeah. We actually talked <clears> about that. Uh, I don't know if it had gone up yet, but uh that was a big factor for uh, for me seeing it. Yeah, that was me too. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I heard the the um, the interview that he did, I was like, I'm. I, I was like, I got to go see this. So I did end up going to see it, and it was it was outstanding. It yeah, was outstanding. Yeah. I can't wait to go see it. Um, there's a there's a litany list of movies that I'm gonna try to tackle um, over the next couple Sundays, and then definitely once Lent is over. It's gonna be ridiculous. What are the ones looming large in your uh, in your brain? There, like the the ones that you could just rattle off. It's like okay, boom, 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 boom. Uh, Get out, Wolverine. Um, oh god, Logan is so solid. Logan is incredible. Oh uh, yeah, Logan, not Wolverine. Yeah. Logan. Uh, well, I don't even know what's gonna. Those That's are definitely the. <laughs> those are the two. Like yeah. those are the definite two that yeah. I I have heard more about. And I'm more angry that I don't get to go see those are the two <laughs> is Get Out and Logan. Uh, now, Palmer, are you are you a? Uh, I mean, I see the uh, the Batman in the back there. Are you a big comic book fan? Um, yeah, my dad hauled comic comic books when I was a kid. He drove for Capital City. Um, I I'm a collector. That's more than anything. So like, we would get comic books, and I but I would never read them. I would just put like I just like to look at the covers. So like I have. I have all of these prints, but none of them are actual comics. And I love superheroes and all that. I love all of that, but I just never uh, got into the comic books. But when once the, you know, X-Men in 2000, like kicked off the superhero genre, like really kicked it off. Every one of those I have tried to see. I've tried to see every superhero movie that's come out. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. 
I used to work in a um a comic book store, a comic book gaming store for two years in uh, in high school. Oh, awesome! And so it was it, it exposed me to a lot. I mean, I was always a nerd. I was always fans of that stuff. My dad, uh, growing up, um, I'm I'm a big tabletop role player. So okay. um, it started early. My dad used to always play with a with a group of his friends, and he kind of started taking me along when I was like maybe twelve or something. Yeah, and it just kind of grew from there, and I've always been kind of a big fan of it. But on Logan, on the topic of Logan, um, I so I started reading the. There's a series that they do. It's called the um, Essential X Men. Yeah, yeah. And it, okay. it collects all of like in chronological order all of the comic books of X Men, and uh, it starts with Giant Size X Men One, which was the introduction of Wolverine. And um, so I guess long story short, I've been reading that since I started at the gaming store back in that would have been like 2002, 2003. Yeah, and I've, yeah. I've literally read like everything in order for X-Men from like the 70s until the 90s. Oh, man, that's awesome. Literally, I think I just finished the last one like maybe six months ago. So yeah. it's literally been that long of a journey. But Wolverine, had, like growing up, I was a big fan of the cartoon, the animated series. Yeah, that was yes, like a big yes, thing yes. for me. Love that. Absolutely. But Gambit was always my favorite character. And then as I read the comics, Wolverine became my favorite character. Uh, and so yeah. when I went to see Logan, I, I, I told my friends, I literally had an emotional experience watching this movie. Like, oh, I that's spectacular. Was like, like fucking bawling like i yeah I, and, it's, and the best part is i went to see with my dad so my dad and i and my my dad is like you know he's 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 very uh he keeps his emotions wrapped up like you know right. he's very kind of a man's man and so like we're driving back and i'm like and i'm not i'm joking like i'm like tears are streaming down my face no i don't like i'm a, like i said i'm a big movie goer fan big movie fan i don't have i've only ever had really two like big emotional experiences with the movies this being one of those two. The wow. other one was, um, if you've ever seen Black Hawk Down. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's There's a scene in there where the um, pilot is trying to grab for, like, a picture of his family while they're, like, clawing at him. Like, that was the only time I really had, like, an emotional experience. So I'm watching. So I'm driving back with my dad, and I'm just, like, just tears are streaming. And I realized that without giving anything away, the way it ends was, like, this total powerful, poignant moment of, where they finally, I felt like through the whole journey of Hugh Jackman and Wolverine, they finally did the character justice. Awesome. And how like broken the character is, which has always yeah. been my appeal. Right. And I'm just, it was like this great connection moment with my dad where I'm like, I'm just starting to bawl and I'm just telling him like, like I can't even get the words because I'm that emotional yeah. on how yeah. powerful it was. And then my dad, who I swear I could probably, I've probably seen him cry like I can count it on my hand, okay? Right. right. He right. starts like tearing up. And he's like, he's talking about like how, you know, our heroes, are, they, our heroes are, are always, um, they, they can't survive or they never last. And it's like power. We just had this amazing like moment, oh. like, you know, Dave, you know, the moment, if you will, you know, with yeah, me. Yeah, uh, that's like, like chasing <laughs> oh, that's, that's spectacular. Oh, my oh God, I'm so many... <laughs> fucking angry that I can't see this movie right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, so hopefully that sets it up it. for you, Palmer, because I think oh, it's. Oh, my it's, gosh. Yeah. yeah so amazing. those two. That's de I th that's de that's definitely sealed the deal on that. When actually uh, to chime in on that, I saw Logan as well, but I have not seen any of the other X. I have no history with the X Men whatsoever. Yeah. I was very much a DC kid growing up, and uh, somehow never saw the the movies. Uh, I did see, I saw the one that Wolverine pops up in the bar. We're for like oh, one yeah, year. Uh, that's uh, X. What X? Days of Future Past or whatever. Yeah, that, the, yeah. that sounds right. Uh, yeah, 
that's the only one I saw. So I went in, but I also, same as, uh, um, so earlier, Mr. J, we were talking about, um, my sort of pick of the week was the edge, uh, the edge of 17, which was a movie. I just had a sense that. that I would like. Yeah. You really liked good. it too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. So I have these vague notions of like, ah, I think I'd like that movie, <laughs> but I don't know much about it. And I, I and, and not to say that you shouldn't, but I absolutely, I just never, ever look at critic anything at this point in life. So that doesn't play a part of it. So I'm not even really sure what formulates the, the, uh, the allure of a film for me beyond a creative team or actor or something. So I don't know. But anyway, I didn't have any of that going for uh, Wolverine. Or for Logan, Logan sorry. Um, but uh, I saw the preview. And I was like, Shh, what? Oh, my God. Yeah. I just yeah. looked really fun, like the way that, the, but serious. <laughs> so I was like, I, I, I think I'm in for this. And actually, you know, it's after I saw Bloodfather. Mr. J, have you seen Blood or heard of Bloodfather with, with the, uh, <laughs> uh, with Mr. Mel Gibson? Um, <laughs> so we talked about it. It was actually a pick of mine. A few episodes back. Oh, I think I remember you mentioning it. It, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've a, you know, I don't want to get into a big detour about it, though. That's the second time he's come up. We got to it <laughs> earlier before we brought you on. We, uh, Palmer and I were conf- were confusing two movies: the Last Temptation of Christ and the Passion of Christ. Which when oh, you yeah, hear the two, <laughs> two totally different don't movies, get those by the way. Confused. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Very different movies. <laughs> it was funny. It took minutes. I mean, a long conversation to figure out that we were talking about two different movies. I mean, we were going on it too. And what's crazy too is like the uh, there's additional confusion in that one of the most famous things about the Last Temptation of Christ is the amazing soundtrack by Peter Gabriel, which was put out as an album called the passion <laughs> so because oh, okay. all of that is you know passion plays as it were which right incidentally uh moto you can cut this out if it's too embarrassing for you but as a kid growing growing up christian moto and i before i made movies on vhs we uh i saw zeffirelli's uh jesus of nazareth on tv several times and I so I was, as I was an imitative kid with La Bamba or whatever that would come later, uh, uh, we enacted our own passion plays Play. in our hands <laughs> undies. undies. <laughs> <laughs> <And> my mom <laughs> took Please tell me there is VHS Dave movies no, of that happening. There's only, there's only pictures, which because they're children in their underwear... I don't think we should share on the internet, but those children are adults now. I so I think that I think that's I, <laughs> I, I bear so much. I don't know if I can if I can get it together and if I can get Moto to sign off. Maybe I can find a still we could. Share. You have a three inch thick binder, self made of JCVD stuff. Yeah, but that's JC. I, that's not me in my underwear. <laughs> You were a kid. Like we all did stupid shit when we were a kid. I I'm, I'm, I might be in my underwear right now. You would know. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. In any event, why am I talking about that? But the <laughs> uh, we're, let's spiral. Oh, back to the Logan. Mel Gibson thing is what yeah. it was. So I, Lo- the trailer for Logan looks like what Mel Gibson was up to for all that time he disappeared. Yes. That's because he looks like Mel Gibson with that beard. Like, that's I'm what it sorry. is. Yeah. yeah, and then and then so you had told me that um, before I saw Logan, but after I'd seen Bloodfather, and yeah. Bloodfather is actually um, Mr. G. I would recommend it if you. I mean, if you're not just like if you if you haven't been too soured on Mel Gibson based on his behavior over the years, 
it's an incredible use of him as a, as an actor, uh, employing both his history as an actor, but also sort of his public persona. It's, it's just kind of pitch perfect. And, uh, it's also just this kind of little grungy exploitation movie made by a French director and put out straight to DVD. But it's great. It's really, it's really something actually. Um, uh, you know, it's not going to change, change the world, but I, it might go a little bit, another notch towards like maybe getting him in some place where he might be able to make movies in the future. But, uh, um, well, he was just, I mean, he was just nominated for an Oscar. Sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, as, a, as a filmmaker, but you know, there's, you know, there's, there's a pretty, large, pretty stigma. large stigma. And, and the yeah. thing is, like, with that, I, uh, I, t- <laughs> I think I ignored what I could for as long as I could you know, unresponsibly. And, and then I heard like the voicemails he left his, his, uh, whether it's his, it's not his wife of many years, but it's, if ever you're feeling brave enough or like trying to decide where you sit on the movie jail he's been in, if you hear it's the voicemails he left to his, um, his girlfriend, it's pretty, pretty rough, super racist, pretty bad. But in any event, like I'm going to nope out on those, nope out on those. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to hear him. You don't need it. I, uh, I, I mean, I, <laughs> you, you I, know, he's but, I, but I'm at the same time though, too. I can be like, I can appreciate. I'm never going to take the lethal weapon series or the Mad Max series out of my heart. You know what I mean? Like, uh, no, I can't. I don't, I don't go a week without, without quoting lethal weapon just yesterday. Like the, so we're, we're I give uh, the bride a lot, a, a point for a certain portrayal of the bride on the show. <laughs> my wife but she i said something i said the right thing and she's like you're the perfect man she says to me in a text and I'm, we're talking about something i did with my dogs our dogs and i go well i tried to be a sensible dad which is a Mar- roger murtaugh quote so it's yeah like, yeah I, I mean those move anyway but so i bring i'm bringing see, all that like, up i, I oh, sorry, i'm go not ahead. gonna let i'm not gonna let what he does at this point in time taint what he created and gave to the world previously but I don't have to support anything that he makes from that point forward. You know what I mean? Like, I think I think there's a difference too between separating the art from the artist. Yep. Um, that you too. Know, I think you know the same thing happened with Russell Crowe. I remember I actually had issues with Russell Crowe for a while because of the whole you know cell phone situation where he whipped a cell phone at an attendant or something like that. Yep. And yep. Had anger issues, but I ended up trying to get over that because he's a phenomenal actor, and I think that you know Michael right. Jackson's the same way. Like I, every Michael Jackson was an incredible you know uh, yep. singer, dancer, all of that, and. You know, who knows, you know, what was really going on there. But that's another situation where I feel like I've had to kind of separate the artist from the art because, you know, I what is it? What's the old saying about, you know, the tortured artist and that they they, they make the best art. And I think that that's, you know, something you got to take into effect. I think that, uh, you know, I I mean, mean, if we want to talk like actual fine art, like Jackson Pollock is a great example of that, too. Like he was a fucking bastard in real life. (laughs) (laughs) His art is beautiful, though. I can appreciate his art. And or Stanley Kubrick, you know, Stanley Kubrick. Oh, man, on, right? yeah, There's... don't get me started. Like, that guy was atrocious to his family. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Terrible. La, la, like, la, la, la. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The Michael so, Jackson's a great example for me as well. That's a tough one. It was really yeah. hard hearing those things from from someone I like so much. Like I got the JCVD binder. Uh, I mentioned yeah. last show how I have a few other folders of actors from that time that were equally like I would go to the library and copy things. I would go to like they. I don't know if you guys remember. <laughs> I might be showing my age too much, but they're like these. This is pre-internet. There's books, so if you wanted to find a periodical. 
you would go to these certain digests and I guess you could look up some kind of index and they would then list. Oh, by subject. Yeah. Yeah. And there were hardbound yeah. things, even in the middle school, Armin, they had them. That's where I was doing this actually in yeah. the middle school uh, during a study hall period. So you were in your study hall period. You're like, fuck this. I don't want to study hall. Let me just go teach eighth grade. <laughs> yeah, sixth grade. But I, I taught sixth grade in eighth grade. Yeah. yeah. yeah I was great. like, no, 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 let me just uh, go through the periodicals here and see what uh, articles I can find in People Magazine on Michelle Pfeiffer and Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's an explanation on the Michelle Pfeiffer, though. I think that means explaining. Well, yeah, yeah, no, there's the one that, the, yeah, but but I was a big big fan, so it was it was hard to to uh, to hear those things, and so I did definitely boycott for a while. But I was so intrigued by this movie, Bloodfather, and I watched it, and all of the. It, what's crazy is that thing about the division of the artist and the and the art. I really can't separate much as someone who has my whole life made things and. I put all of myself into my art. My, there yeah. really is no separation. There's some compartmentalization, but that's me. I'm not an actor also, so there's that. Um, but even like when I did do things as a kid, I did remake The Crow, and that was, in some way, that was me also. <laughs> so, uh, but so you're, I, also, you're also a completist, though, in yeah. the sense that <laughs> it's not, you know, there. I, of course there are things that I love to find out extra things about a movie I might like. I might watch a making of a short making of documentary or read an article a interview about, you know, something from behind the scenes. But in the time that I've known you, Dave, if you like something, you will get everything <laughs> you possibly can. And all of it will enrich your love of that thing. Yeah. So I can understand <laughs> how, <laughs> how it's really hard for you to do that. I mean, and how it could, just knowing you as a person, I can I can get behind you. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm sorry for the detour, but all this plays into Logan actually. Um, yeah. So that that movie Bloodfather really paid off in this way of like it is. Like you said, the Logan trailer looks like well, m what Mel Gibson has been up to all these years. The movie Bloodfather like kind of plays w literally with him, like some version of what he could have been doing really? all the time. And the things oh, that he does man. in that movie are so well informed by. It could be a character played by anybody, but it would not yeah. come across as well as it is played by him carrying the weight that he does and also goes like a little ways towards some kind of redemption in the eyes oh, of like nice. an old fan. Uh, gotcha. Um, because, yeah, so we talked about that in another show, but so I don't want to go on and on. But the interesting thing then is about about Logan is that, so the thing with Bloodfather, it's, that's a separate thing and it plays off a real person's persona. Logan does the exact same thing, the very similar looking Australian, um, but with a fictional character's uh, history. And I had not witnessed any of that history, but I right. was not equally devastated, but I did gently cry through the whole thing. Uh, it started yeah. for me once and so inexplicably. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a scene where there's the young girl that you've probably seen in the trailer. I hope. Yeah. So I'm not spoiling anything. She's a, duh, there are people after her <laughs> and, and, and very early before she has any kind of tie much to, to Logan or anyone else. They, they, they come for her very soon after there's a connection made, no real connection between right. them as characters, just a physical. And already like, I was just starting to, to like kind of tear up and stuff. So 
that movie works gangbusters i think Man, just, I but from wait. the way that it's constructed and i guess from just the cultural impact that that character and that actor has had as that character so like having yeah. not seen the movies that worked for me i fucking loved it like i walked out and i said to the bride like i fucking loved that and i haven't seen yeah. any of the other movies Man, I can't wait. Yeah, make a make a make a point. I can't <laughs> wait. Like I just can't wait. Um, Mr. J, I know yeah. you you uh you are on a time constraint. So uh I I'm, get, I'm good till for at least, you know, until ten. I'm good. Okay, awesome. I, I just wanted to say, like, if you when you're when you need to bail, if we're still going, like just we'll just we'll give you an outro. And uh, you know, Dave, if we're still if we still have bits to get to, we'll just get to the like if it's organic and we get to the bits while well, Mr. J's here, we'll do them. And if not, if we get deep in, I love this conversation more than trying to force feed a, a yeah. king corner in or yeah, something the, like that. The bits so. are the bits are lovely, but um, yeah. my favorite things about this show, as, as as Mr. J and I were going back and forth, he's like, "What should I prepare?" I'm like, "Well, I don't know, man. Like, you kind of just fit into this uh, this <laughs> this world pretty well. I don't think you need to prepare yeah. anything. And I also don't like to be." You know, like uh, there, we have our day jobs and our lives to be prepared for stuff. Uh, and my uh, favorite my podcasts favorite are the ones where I feel as though I'm eavesdropping on conversations. And uh, so, well, let yeah, me let me let me spin something because this actually brought up something that came to mind. This is kind of an idea I had because um, you talked, Dave. You talked about how the trailer like really spoke to you, and I think there are being obviously a, a big movie fan. There are certain trailers that have a very powerful effect. And I can, I like, I don't know if you guys have the same experience or not. I'm wondering if this is a shared experience, but like I can actually remember certain trailers to this day. Oh, sometimes even the music that was used because it had such a powerful effect. Like one that I can throw out right off the top is um, if you ever saw the trailer for uh, 127 hours, which is also one of my favorite movies. Um, I've never been brave enough to watch it. (laughs) Tell me about about the trailer. Uh, The the movie is fantastic. That is a good one. Yeah. Did you and and Palmer? Have you seen the uh, the trailer for it? I have not seen the trailer for it. I'm looking it up right now. Do it. It Uh, it has. um, uh, Now you have to. As you're looking up, you'll let me know. I think it's Band of Horses or Horse. It's it's. um, Oh, I love Band of Horses. Band of Horses is the song. Yeah, is the song they Uh, use. I dropped the link to the trailer in the chat if we want to do a coordinated watch. Oh, sure, we can do that. We can do that. Uh, So I clicked on it. Uh, Mr. J, you want to click on and let us know where'd it go? It was there and then it went away. Oh, I know that happens. Um, Uh, You have if you click the in the lower left hand corner of your window, you should see the little chat bubble and then show messages. And then click show messages. Okay, got Uh, it. So it should be the last YouTube link in there. All right. And then, all right. Uh, so then once you get to the green R thing, just uh, pause it, and then we'll just all hit play together. Okay. I'm there. Okay. All I'm right. at about five seconds, actually. Sorry. You guys you're good. Five, maybe, or you already <laughs> passed that. I'm at four. <laughs> uh, all right. Three, two, one, play. Okay. o'clock here in Canyonland, USA. Hey, Aaron. Mom still has not heard from you. Will you just call her, please? I'll talk to you soon. And this morning, on the boulder, we have a very special guest, Aaron Ralston! Oh, gosh, it's a real pleasure to be here. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Hey. You lost? 
I'm a guide. What do you say? <laughs> See, I'm something of a big hard hero. All you have to remember is that everything will be okay. Oh, that's so awesome. Everything on my own. See ya! Wait for Bye. it. I don't think we figured in his day at all. Hey there, Aaron. Is it true? You didn't tell anyone where you were going. Wait for it. So desperate. This marks 24 hours of being stuck. I've been chipping away. Want to keep warm anything? I have about 150 milliliters of water left, which should keep me alive till tomorrow night. I'm lucky. So that's it. Mom, Dad, I haven't appreciated you as I know that I could. I love you guys, and I'll always be with you. Man, if that doesn't make you want to watch that Holy movie, I don't know what shit. does. Yeah. Oh my that, god. That is a good trailer. Well played, sir. I have well never played. seen that, and that's that so explodes my limited idea of what I thought that movie was. Fuck. Yeah. That's, so, amazing. that's amazing. So follow up. Well, first, if you haven't seen the movie, check it out. Um, and actually, yeah. you know, again, we were talking about Nerdist. Danny Boyle was just on Nerdist. I don't know if you listened to that one. Um, no, but I've been. I have to listen to that. It. I need to. I need to listen to that. That was a solid one. And um, but I guess I guess what I would throw to you guys is, you know, do you have trailers like that that just kind of stick with you and have that effect that, you know, what's interesting is while uh, when you first pose that question, I, I like I'm really bad. If I'm just sitting there, sitting there thinking I could be like, man, I love that trailer and that trailer and that trailer. And then you get put on the spot. So like I was racking my brain a little bit to like, OK, what's a trailer like that that like impacted me? so much and what's funny is is um it also it is the 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 choice in music uh that is band of horses by the way that's in 127 hours uh and that is one of my favorite songs of theirs and uh it just music will make a can make or break a movie it can make or break a trailer and uh this trailer has uh arcade fire is the song that they use. I totally know where you're going with this. I totally, and, I totally know it. And this I trailer, I love this trailer more than I love the movie. I love the movie and the, and the trailer. And, and the trailer is so fucking, it, oh, it's gotta, cut so well. I know exactly where you're going. Go um, It's the trailer for where the wild things yes! are. And, and it is yes. so Great. I mean, it's like I'm already thinking about the trailer and I have goosebumps. So 
Uh, let's let's revisit that one too. So I put I dropped the link in there. Oh shit, mine mine advanced. Hold on. Um, uh, that's pause okay. Pause at four seconds. Okay. All right. So then we'll just let me drag there, and then three, two, go. Yep. But I really want to show you something. So good. Yeah. Nice. It's this last line coming up though. Oh. Oh, what's doesn't she say oh. that there's there's a line in there which trailer is it? There's one where she's like, I can't love you or I can't let you go. I love you so or something. It's like it ends on that, but oh yeah. man. That trailer is just so I remember when that came out, and arguably that trailer makes the movie look a lot more fun than it. Like that movie's heavy. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. For a movie based on a kid's book, that movie is fucking heavy. Yes. Uh, That's an adult movie. <laughs> it, it is an adult movie. It's it an really adult is. movie made by an adult who grew up connecting to that book is what it is. And, uh, um, but I remember when that trailer came out and I was not a fan, like I, that was not a part of my childhood, that book. I just knew of that book. You know, it wasn't like I was a Shel Silverstein kid. And, uh, but that trailer came out and I remember, like, I just remember thinking like, this movie's going to change me when I watch this, like that, oh, it was wow. one of the few, I the like, same thing. I the yeah, same thing. In, yeah, in my adulthood, it's one of the few trailers that I remember seeing it. And like, I know when I see that movie, I'm going to be different after I walk out of that theater and maybe not as much as I anticipated after the trailer, but it definitely like impacted me. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, how about you, Dave? You got any trailers like oh, that? Oh, uh, yeah. No, definitely I do. Um, I have never actually seen either of those movies, so this is exciting. Uh, I, I do vaguely remember the Where the Wild Things Are trailer, and I did love that book as a very little kid, but never revisited it as an adult. So yeah. um, I'm intrigued by that. Um, not surprisingly, perhaps, 
the trailer that <laughs> this is the trailer that changed my life. <laughs> the the crow. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, let me make sure I find the right one. Um, because it was a teaser trailer. Now. Yeah. Uh, it was a teaser trailer, which is a kind of a different thing. So I need to find the right one. What was uh, the movie sorry. again? I didn't catch it. The uh, the crow. Oh, uh, from God, 1994. Yes. So good. Uh, I need, yeah. It's a very different thing to. Okay, maybe this is the right thing. I need to make sure it's the right preview because that makes all the difference. Jesus, I'm having a harder time finding it than I should. Fucking like re edited this teaser myself. <laughs> God that damn Where it. the Wild Things Are trailer is probably one of the only trailers, though, in my life that I. I force fed people like oh, I, really? oh, like, a, yeah, like a viral video. Like yeah. you need to watch this trailer. Like in, if it doesn't sell you on this movie, then nothing will. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I it, it. Uh. So yeah, I man. actually I actually downloaded that song specifically because of that trailer. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That's a slightly different version too, isn't it? Of the yeah, of it's the, different than the, 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 the original. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's more. It's it almost sounds almost acoustic in the beginning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a di- it's like a different uh, different <clears> rendition. <throat> um, I'm I might have found the trailer I want. It's kind of a it's like a bad version though. But all right, it it is a lot to do with the the music, I guess, and the general vibe created. Fuck. All right. Well, I guess this will have to do. Um, okay. So I'll share it with you guys. How can this be? <laughs> Hold on a second. I can't abide this bullshit. Yeah, really life changing, Dave. Yeah, it's yeah like really life changing trailer. Like VHS. Like, how can this? <laughs> fucking ridiculous. I literally, my, I love this trailer so much that I re edited it from Elements to have like an SVHS version in the late 90s. Wow. Really? Like that makes any sense to anyone. It doesn't make SVHS, sense at all, but it yeah. does not surprise me about you. No. <laughs> and I have I was, good I was worried he was going to say cyborg. That's what I was worried he was going to say. Actually, yeah. you know, honestly, that cyborg trailer was pretty big for me. <laughs> the trailers. Because for a long time, it was the only thing I was allowed to see of that movie, and it was so exciting. Yeah. All right. Maybe I found one. No. All right. Whatever. Uh, sorry. I'll share the best version I could find. I can't believe a fuck. I'm going to upload my rendition. Bullshit. Now Dave's gonna spend the rest of the night digitizing his SVHS <laughs> copy of his self-cut trailer just so he has it to put on Twitter when this episode <laughs> airs. Right. I can't have this. All right, so click on that. If I you just can. this just created a four-hour project for Dave for one tweet. <laughs> for swear. one tweet. You know, wait, hold uh, on a second. Before you guys click on that, I literally think if I go to to like Pressman films. I have seen this, this trailer online and, and I've, I'm, well, I was always while happy. We're, while we're, while we're yeah, waiting, sorry, I can sorry. bring up while you're looking, I can, one of the things I did want to say, cause I know you guys had talked about the hero's journey. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your past podcast. I actually teach the hero's journey to my uh, seventh graders. What? And, oh, uh, that's awesome. And uh, two things. First, where the wild things are, I do. So I do a club um, after school where kids come and we watch movies and we yeah. apply the hero's journey to the movies. And yeah. um, one of the movies I use is actually where the wild things are. Oh, so, that's so, great. Yeah. So, and actually I always, one of the movies, I know I'd sent you guys a list. One of the movies that, that was on that list. It's like one of my, one of those near and dear movies to me is um, Willow. I don't oh, know. Nice. good pick. 
Willow's amazing, and um, they actually they that's the first movie I always make them watch because I'm like I don't care this is my club yeah you're fucking watching Willow because I'm, you're gonna be exposed to that shit oh man one of my favorite pieces from being a teacher was to push my agenda on kids right I mean that's, that's that's the only way to go. listen the movies you're watching are shit I'm gonna show you real movies like. <laughs> Who are you listening to? Let me show you these five bands that influence that piece of shit that you're listening to. Give me some like, real music. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I also do um, Jim Henson's, the other one I always want to ex- expose them to. So we do like yep. either Dark Crystal or Labyrinth we'll always do in the, in yep. the uh, Hero's Journey. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's good. Good stuff, man. I love that. Uh, like, it, and you know what? I, I just listened to that Shamrock episode and... Uh, he really did a good job of like calling us out about how we were, you know, we're complaining about the stagnation of Hollywood. And he's like, no, this story has been told for 4,000 years. Like it's not stagnant. Like, <laughs> and it's so true. I mean, uh, it's 100% true. So I just love that. Um, I just love how applicable it is and, and how many good lessons you can pull from that. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I'm assuming you teach. Do you teach language arts? Is that what you teach? I do. Uh, yeah, it's humanities. So oh, humanities. Seventh grade. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That's spectacular. Uh, I was math all the way, uh, which was fun, but it got old after ten years. Well, just teaching <laughs> in general got old after ten years. But I um, yeah. I'm in my. Let's see, what would this be? I think this is my eighth year. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, they say the burnout is seven. In t- like, it, it's like if you can make it to seven, you'll make it. Uh, I don't know, though. I just, and I don't know if you feel if... Uh, are you still in Ohio? No, I moved. I actually moved for a job to uh, Maryland. I'm, I'm outside Annapolis now. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't know how bad, how bad it is down there for teachers in Ohio, it, especially if you worked for a charter that was really under scrutiny by the state. Uh, which I was both of those things. Uh, it was not pleasant to be. It wasn't pleasant to be a teacher in general. Um, and it's then hard. it just, it is. It, it just, it, I, and I always would tell people, like I still to this day tell people, if I got to go in and just teach kids, and that's what the bulk of my day was, was teaching kids, I would do that for 80 years. Yep. That's what everyone says. That's and that's the truth. It's it's administration, yep. it's parents, it's all that other shit that gets legislation, in. it's you know, uh data collection. Like I, collect, 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 collect the data, get the data, get the data, get the data. I got all this data. What do I do with it? Well, we don't have time to do anything with it. Now. <laughs> what? Yep. What, the, yep. what the hell did I do it for? Yep, yep. <laughs> Or always putting, always putting, and and this is is a little bit government, but it's also politics. It's everything else. Is putting people in charge who have never had the experience. You know, putting yep. the head of ed, in charge of education in the Department of Education, and you know, even in administration. Sometimes it's like these. You know, sometimes you see people in administration that never were the successful teacher, and that's why they went towards administration. So it's like right. there's so many things right. where you have people telling you how to do your job, even parents to some degree, where they do not have, like, they're not in the trenches. They're not, you know, they don't have the experience. They don't know what it's like um, telling us how to do our job. Yeah, yeah, it gets frustrating. Well, to the, I mean, if you go even one step higher, like the, how legislative policy is being written by people 
whose only experience was school was probably when they were in school and they probably <laughs> didn't enjoy it. You know, like, uh, so it, it it's frustrating. I mean, it's, it's, it's frustration compounded on frustration, compounded on frustration. So I feel your plight, man. I feel it right here to you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You got it. All right, Dave, we got a trailer. Well, I found the best version I could find. It's not his version. It's not not, yeah. I swear there were good ones at this online. So I'm going to repost it for you guys. But it's more about the, I guess, try to focus on the content and the vibe. And then, of course, for a podcast, it's going to be the music. Yeah. Um, Is it the 129, the one you just sent, right? I'm going to send a new one right now. Okay. uh, Which might be slightly better. So I just clicked on that. I got a fucking ad. Oh, yeah. Let me make sure I have an ad. No, I don't have an ad. So, I'm, uh, okay. So I'm, I'm at, at like I'm one at zero. zero. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, three, two, one, go. People once believed that when someone dies, a crow carries their soul to the land of the dead. But sometimes, just sometimes, the crow can bring that soul back to put the wrong things right. It's just so nostalgic. I know. It's, it makes me remember how fucking amazing this movie is. Yeah. And just even like the style of trailer, like it, I feel like I'm watching a VHS from like 1995. <laughs> like you know, like, might, as well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you might as well be. Yeah, might as well be. It's even in 4-3 aspect ratio and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Man, God. Real love. Oh, I love shot. The crow. Seriously, like. How fucking ahead of its time was that movie? Yeah, I mean, yeah. like it—it's just incredible. I think because um, I know you, Dave, you've talked about you know um, the crow and your passion for it, and it, it's when you look at comic book movies. I mean, this is like I—I I would still keep it in like the top five of all time comic book movies. I'm so glad to hear that because sure. it—it's so often gets overlooked. I almost it never is. sadly. It's it's yeah. so underrated, I think, and it's it's, I mean, it's just it hits on all levels. The, I mean, the soundtrack was outstanding. The just the grittiness of it. It was a time when like they they could do a movie that was rated R and actually do it right instead yeah. of like trying to make it appealing for the kids and you know all that tone it down, water it down. I mean, it was a really kind of a um, kind of a, a unique situation for that movie. I think that you know. Um, I that soundtrack was amazing, and I at that time period in my life, I didn't. I didn't have a lot of music. I didn't have a big music collection, but I own that soundtrack. I probably might, because I just brought my Foot Locker home from my dad's. I bet that soundtrack on cassette is in that. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm pretty nice. confident it is. And that soundtrack is what turned me on to like the cure and alter- like because an alternative and all that stuff like that cure song that's on that album is, yep. or on that soundtrack is amazing. Like, oh, is that yeah. Cool? Written for the movie. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's oh. uh, that started my love affair with Nine Snails. That that trailer literally set the next like 
nine years of my life or, or <laughs> yeah. eight to nine years of my life literally like focused on that subject matter um, uh. I, I can't remember the the movie I I saw the preview at but I had right around that time and actually uh, I don't want to get away from the soundtrack too, too much because that's what you can hear in the podcast the uh the music by Graham Revell at the end is not gonna not on the motion picture like album soundtrack. It did come out of this in a soundtrack, but um, interestingly enough, the uh, from what we were talking about before, if you like me are kind of <laughs> insane in your collectability and your or, or insane in your approach to collecting crow collectibles i have a work print uh of the movie which means it was you know still this is back in the days before digital editing and stuff where it was all like splices cuts and uh you know you'd see the tape and the film and the grain and, and i don't know how this this edit got out there but it's a good like half hour f- longer than the movie itself and contains different way different like versions of stuff like i don't know if you guys remember the joke about the raven when he breaks through the pawn shop door he's like suddenly i heard a tapping as of someone gently rapping you heard me rapping right he's he knocked on the door in the in the work print that i have he like raps it like a rap song he's like suddenly i heard a tapping (laughs) really yeah awesome (laughs) it doesn't quite work but you get the idea of like where he's you know come from and then in the early stage in the movie at that point in the movie, uh, in all movies, well, maybe they don't do this as much anymore. I, I imagine they do, though. Before the contracted film score comes in, that you pay a John Williams for or whatever, you, you use temp tracks to get the vibe of like the scene that you want and to also pass along to the composer to, like, this is kind of what I have in mind. And for that movie, much of it was the score from The Last Temptation of Christ. Uh, really? Passion, gave Peter Gabriel. Yep. Wow, that's and when, awesome. When you know that, when you've seen that, when you know that music, it's, I mean, it's a thinly veiled <laughs> like, mm. uh, template for that fantastic uh, score. But that score and those images, I was in a, uh, this would have been 1993, I saw that preview. Actually, I, w- I was aware of the whole thing. I was in a big Bruce Lee phase that lasted last, a good long, long time, time in my life. <laughs> and actually, for Tripod Month, the Tri Tri Podcast, just yesterday, I tried the Bruce Lee podcast, and I have yeah. a feeling that Bruce Lee is going to come back and into my life in a big, bad way. So I can't wait. His uh, that biopic of his is getting ready to come out this year, I think. Oh, There's really? A, and, uh, yeah. It um, it's about a fight that he has, like a really popular or famous fight that he has with a Shaolin monk or something in San Francisco. It's oh, like just sure. Like yes, yes. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? I think I do, uh, and I might know the movie, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I'll look that up. Yeah, uh, look that up. Yeah. The this was around so the and I, you know, this sort of cycle. Uh, you know, we've talked about the cycle of um love. I called it the cycle of love and theft on the on the uh, episode, but that, you know, we're like, people love things and then they start to hate on them, but the that sort of magic number for uh, nostalgia is about 20 years. So it's, Bruce Lee died yeah. in 1973, and so around 1993, things were really going strong, but they were kind of hitting an apex with there being nostalgia, so there were, that was the year that the his bio movie that has previously existed came out dragon the blue lee story which is really fantastic mm-hmm. um, yeah i like that too actually do yeah it's a that's a 
that's a really good one. Uh, I mean, and it's pretty heightened in some ways. It plays like a Bruce Lee movie, but uh, it's still accurate to certain events in his life and stuff, and uh, very, very much worth checking out. Um, but I was very much in that space. You know, I was into JCVD and movie martial arts in general, and uh, in the same sort of WUAB. Actually, Mr. J, do you? We're from Northeast Ohio, both of us. But do you remember WUAB Channel Forty Three? Yep. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's responsible for all my <laughs> obsessions, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how I got turned on to like JCVD. JCVD shortly after Bruce Lee and seeing some of those movies. But, uh, I love how you so, just initial it too. <laughs> oh, sorry, I missed that. What'd you say? I said, I love how you initial it. Like, it's like this thing, like, you know, JPCD, you know, it's, it's just, you know, like, instead of my, John my... Claude Van Damme. Oh, yeah, no, no. It's Fred's oh, you, guys you guys are like this, you know. JCBD. You yeah. just go straight to the, uh, you know, the, yeah. the, the, just the, the letters. It's all good. I think his <laughs> wife calls him JC, so I, I figure. I've earned it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna draft his like memoirs or something. I swear. I could. Oh my god. Uh, you're gonna be the uh, shadow right around his biography or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. You like he did already. Show him the binder. Oh, the binder. Whip it out. Yeah. Oh, I got it right here. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. I need to see this. <laughs> hmm. There it is. There's the, the thickness. Oh, my God. There's the cover. Not an actual autograph, but I picked up at a screening. You got to get an autograph, man. You got to meet this man. It's got to happen. I don't yeah. know. You know what's interesting? I did, meet, uh, I, um, I did meet James Obar, the author of The Crow. I just, oh, really? Yeah, I don't. Um, I, don't I didn't actually, even know that. It's only in the last couple of years. I don't actually usually want that <laughs> yeah to meet uh people i just don't know really what i would want to say and i wouldn't want did, it ruined <laughs> did he know of you like did like did you even bring up your movie at all uh, you yeah him, Dave? yeah um so mr j i don't know uh how much of this you may or may not have gleaned from previous episodes but when i was a teenager around the time i saw all this like so let me let me tie it into the the preview and i'll be as brief as such a long story as possible um <laughs> I, so I was big uh, in a br big Bruce Lee phase, like at the time in 1993, and in March at the March 31st, 1993, Bruce Lee's son Brandon Lee was accidentally killed on the set uh, filming The Crow. Um, super fucked up. Like th so that movie is about uh, a, a man who was killed. Uh, he and his fiance were killed, and then a year later he comes back to avenge their deaths. And unfortunately, he. In the real life, the actor, Bruce Lee's son, Brandon Lee, who is portraying the character in the underground comic book, was killed during the filming of his character's death scene. And a year later, uh, a year a year and two months later, the movie came out. So it's kind of, it's, it's a bizarre uh, confluence of events. But, uh, and unfortunately too, his father died young. Um, and then, so there's a lot of controversy, of course, around an onset death like that. And I was in a big Bruce Lee phase. I had seen 92, 92, uh, Brandon Lee's big first sort of Hollywood movie. It was called Rapid Fire had come out. And, um, and I, and I dug it. I, I remember like ordering the one sheet poster from Cinna something. Oh, I should look up what that poster company was. I had a lot of posters from them. You could order the actual movie print posters. They cost like 20 bucks, but uh, I had a handful of them. Mostly Jean-Claude Van Damme movie posters. 
They probably knew you by it. They probably knew you. Yeah. Like, oh, we got this kid again who wants another John Glenn Van Damme poster. Oh, it's, a, it's Ritman? Oh, yeah, it must be the... <laughs> Man, these JCVUD posters are really hot in this small town called yeah. Ritman in Ohio. I know. It's like they only carry Mel Gibson, Michelle Pfeiffer, and JCVD posters. I don't know why. <laughs> In any oh, event, I was big into it at the time, and then he passed away. I was like, "Fuck!" And I and I remember looking at the Entertainment Weekly I was subscribed to at the time, and there was article about you know what happened on the set, and also this little like panel on this movie that he was working on and the comic book on which it was based, and and it was like the 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 graphic is the character of of Eric um, with his he's like sitting cross legged, and his arms are drenched in blood to the elbows. And it's so, God damn it, that book. <laughs> so anyway, I was so intrigued by that. And then shortly thereafter, I saw a preview for this movie. And it was that preview of all of those images that you just, I don't know, that was a new thing at the time. A, a, a new dynamic that was kind of, yeah. it, was, it was brewing, but quite kind of untapped. So, I mean, I, don't, I love that movie and I don't want to say anything bad about it. But I will say that as an adult... I really do see it as a combination of this, this incredibly original and blood soaked, like heart wrenching, soul purging uh, catharsis of like actual trauma in someone's life with uh, combine that with the Cure and Joy Division's music, uh, Iggy Pop's uh physical form <laughs> and um, oh, yeah. but then the movie is that plus Blade Runner sort of uh, visual dynamic yeah, cross yeah. with cross with the book and then 1989 Batman, um, which I, I was pretty close. I was like, do I do the Crow trailer or 89 Batman? I should have done it 89 Batman to be a shorter story, but uh, <laughs> 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 I, I really I just want to know about your interaction with James. Oh Ogar. sure. Like so that, anyway, that's... but but short short story that I was so taken by that I ended up like starting as a teenager, 14, uh, and I got the book, read the book couldn't believe this book comic book uh which is a, a fixed um several issue but uh comic book that came out as a graphic novel around that time you know shortly came it came out as the movie so uh, my friend jacko as we call him on the show and i set about like a four-year process of doing our best to adapt that movie as closely to the comic book as say sin city is to that to that comic book years later um even back then I sent an early cut and some kind of a video message to the publishers. And they sent me some nice uh, handwritten note that came back on stationery. I don't remember what it said. But, you know, as a kid, like, I was no sort of copyright threat to them. Uh, yeah. Right. So they were very nice about it. In fact, I turned the movie in, uh, my first draft of it, as some kind of extra credit English project. And my English high school English teacher marched the, the comic book and the VHS that I gave her back to my desk, slammed it down, and she's like, do you know what plagiarism is? <laughs> I was like, Fuck. So I gave her a copy of the, 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 the letter I had from Kitchen Sink Press, the publisher at the time, and she didn't flunk me. But anyway, wow. so I, I was engaged in that process for literally four years, and then probably four years thereafter kind of working with documentary footage. Um, at some point in time... I was sending out like, you know, you dub VHSs and like there was a certain amount, you know, like, you, it's like a copy of a copy of Xerox. 
you know, things would get worse. It wasn't digital at the time. And uh, so I remember towards, I got 160 minute, I had to special order them 60 minute videotapes and and like hard shell clam cases for the artwork. And that's what I had. I took sort of pre-orders, I guess, at the time from people that um, knew me when I was in high school. This was like a year out of high school. I finished the version of it. And I, and the internet, I found crow sites and a few people express interest. I'm like, you know, you love this book. This is kind of like this book. And so I had so many to send out. And then I had a few left found for some reason I was sending them to like horror magazines. I really don't remember the logic of this <laughs> other than I wanted to get rid of these and I wanted people that might like this to see it. And yeah. uh, I was working at a video store as you do, as you did in the mid nineties in Ritman, Ohio. And uh, I got this call. Um, it was the weirdest call. This guy was like, he didn't really say who he was. He just started giving me a phone number. And he's like, do you know what I'm giving you? I was like, I don't, who, what? I don't even know who you are. He's like, this is James Obar's phone number. I was like, what? (laughs) So, uh, yeah, he's like, call this number. You're going to get a message that goes like so. And then leave your your name and and leave my name, the guy's telling me, and say you have this uh, movie you want to send him. I think he should see it. It's pretty cool. So, uh this would have been in the like 98, 99 or something like that. So I did send him that. Uh, I don't remember getting a, a response. I do remember there was something like somebody, his wife called my house or something. I can't quite remember. My sister like took a note on a paper plate and it almost got thrown away. <laughs> I remember that. Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then years later, in like 2004 or five, when I had I had like married and divorced and moved back to Ohio, was living in my parents' basement, and was like, I would. That's when I was making the JCVD binder. I was like trying to make make a space for myself in the basement by the, all the detritus of my youth and collecting it in places. And I was making definitive DVDs of this movie that had been shut down by Miramax. Oh God, it's a long fucking story. But um, the, around that time, I get an email from someone claiming to be James Obar, the author of the book. Had you, did you say you, you received this, the cease and desist by this point? Yeah, that was like 2000 (laughs) because like I got a taste. Oh my God, my whole life. Like I'm like a puppy dog. If you, if you express any interest in what I'm making, especially good fucking luck because I'll never let go. (laughs) But but, yeah, so I, I may, I don't know. I could tell you more about that, but. That's not. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a crow <laughs> episode someday. But the, but the short. So I think I got an email from him in the early in the mid two thousands. But I'm not sure. That might not have been him. Like he claimed to not have a computer. I don't know. Because yeah. I was at. I made this DVD sort of comprehensive DVD sort of box set for myself. Like I couldn't distribute it. But I right. I was like I refuse to make cover art for this thing after spending this much of my life on it. Unless, like, he'll do, like, an actual cover art. Like, then it'll have an image. Otherwise, it won't. Because <laughs> I think he was doing commissions at the time online. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, so it wasn't just, like, hubris. It was, uh, I was like, oh, that, that makes some sense. And so I think I reached out to whatever address there was and got some sort of response. And it was really nice. It was like, I should, you can't pay me. Like, I'll, you know, because I think they made him aware of the publishers. And plus, there was the call to the house. Like, he'd seen the movie somehow. Yeah. And, and I, I you know... I should have done different things with my youth. 
But I will say that I put so much of my, <laughs> all of my adolescent angst and like real emotion and actual like blood, sweat and tears into that movie that, that just like, you know, certain things that work, like there's something about that that is affecting, yeah. at least to me watching it. Cause it's me. It's like, Oh God, I'm crying. No, I'm crying for real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but but it, and it and it went over well in the early internet with people who were fans of the book uh, because it had a similar sort of vulnerable and angry and bloody quality to it. Um, so anyway, uh, that's all I had. Like he never did actually write, draw me the commission or whatever, respond in any way. But here I am in 2013 or 14, living in uh, the Minneapolis area, and I see he's coming to a, a convention. I was like, huh. Was I was it thinking, Comic-Con? Was it Wizard Comic-Con? Yeah, that sounds right. Wizard sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, the, and the bride is a big kind of uh, geek in her own way about certain things. And like Nathan Fillion was going to be there and a bunch oh, of people she wanted to see. Oh, nice. Oh, boy. But the whole purpose for us was like, I just wanted to go um, and shake the guy's hand and, and uh, just say, really just say thank you. Like, like, there had been some other um, kind of more recent crow things coming about, and there was ta- the, 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 there's been a new edition uh, version of the movie that I think currently is starring Jason Momoa, um, and even and about a couple of years ago was something different. In any event, I went there to meet the guy, and uh, I did. It was a little weird. Uh, he was not one of the people who you had to pay to get like in their vicinity. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of the the stars, like including Ernie Hudson, who's in the Crow and the Ghostbusters and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like you couldn't yeah. even stand too close to their booths. Like people would like move along. Like you yep. can't look at them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which well, they're worried you're just gonna snap a free selfie yep, with them in the exactly background. It. Yeah. Yep. And and all that sounds kind of shitty, but at the same time, if you think about it, like it does make some sense sure. in terms. I've yeah. heard it t- talked about from like the guys from the the Kevin Smith universe, like the the comic book man the guys that are there on the, the comic circuit, they're like, oh, and they're on the Tell Them Steve Day podcast. They're like, we don't want to charge for our, that's ridiculous to charge for our autographs in time. But unfortunately, because that's the kind of going rate of things, it makes other people look bad if you if you don't. It's yeah. a kind of, you know, uh, things are the way they are and it's part of how some people make their living. And, uh, but it's a little weird. Um, yeah. So, But uh, Obar was not at one of those those type of situations. He was there as like comic artist. Uh, or, that sounds weird to say it like that, but he was there as an, he had an artist booth. And um, so I, I kind of come up to it, but like there, there's a other person there and then him and he won't like engage me. <laughs> and I think this is how it works. Like the person that's selling the merchandise, like the, the sort of lithographs or whatever, you kind of have to buy something to get it, get some FaceTime. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I think I bought, um, I, he did. He had a, a print of his version of Batman, which I had seen over the years, which is pretty hardcore, as you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, a ver, uh, drawing like a taxi driver, uh, Travis Bickle, and then I think I got a version uh, or, or, or a portrait of the Eric Draven. Or Eric Draven is from the movies, but Eric, whatever as it was from the books. I got, so I bought those three prints, and then I wanted to hand him an old press kit I had from our movie in the VHS and the documentary just, uh, and so I did. And, 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 uh, I, so I, I did the, I purchased the things and I'm like, I just like to give him some relics from the nineties and I hand them to him and he looks over at me. He's like, are you David? 
I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, and he's like, it's so nice to finally meet you and shakes my hand. It was very nice. Very bad. Oh, awesome. that is, <laughs> oh awesome. my gosh. That is so heartwarming. Yeah, it was. Like, That's awesome. I, I mean, I mean, Dave, as your, as your buddy and Mr. J, I'm just like, I'm just going to like romance here for one second. Cause like, as your buddy, I, I have watched for the last 20 plus years <laughs> yeah. your struggle with that movie and that like i i could cry right now to know that that happened for you like oh, with, that you got that like that's are huge. you david and like i'm so happy to meet you like that is just yeah, so that's that huge. you broke that whole like thing like i think that because i think that is a payoff i i don't know like yeah. that Man, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it like, was it was very nice. It was very satisfying. I, I don't I didn't have an expectation of him to say anything. I think I'd seen yeah. something on the internet of him mentioning because somebody made a short film out of a short comic strip he did. And I saw an interview from a con like off to the side, some very rough and tumble thing. And he's like, some guy, some kid from Ohio took like two years to make The Crow into a movie. And and I was just like, motherfucker, it was four. (laughs) (laughs) But well, to be fair, when you were like, well, that 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 determined the next nine years of my life. And I'm like, nine years. (laughs) No, it was. Yeah. No, it was like from 1990. Uh, June 94, like we saw the movie fucking came out in 90. No, I, I would say more than nine years in is May, what my yeah. implication was. It came out in May and by June, Jacko and I were doing it. And then uh, by the version we finished that like kind of had everything I wanted, it was like October 98. But I had hours and hours and hours of this kind of behind the scenes footage that that's what yeah. I then spent from about 1999 to 2001 sort of working on and developed a very specific and continuing... Uh, trope in my own life of processing my own life through this kind of external video of creative endeavors it's very that'll have to be a whole nother thing but that's why the 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 timeline is so long but anyway yeah fucking that trailer started all that motion and and very literally like i that trailer really changed my life um what did i i mean i know that like that probably is not the path that you were thinking we were going to go down, Mister hmm. J. When you like pose the yeah, what like, trailers can you remember? Like 10 movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, um, but that was awesome. Like, do you, uh, we have uh, we're coming close to the ten o'clock hour. Um, uh, I'm still good. I'm still good. I, I I just wanted to know, like, I wanted to know, like, what else did you have in mind? Like, what what other topic? Because that. I mean that was an awesome. So, that rolled into oh, like sorry, an awesome yeah. thing. Like you tapped into no, vein, like, sir. an awesome like. I love that that time where we all like shared our trailer that we could remember and like watch that and like then how that led into that the James Obar story mm-hmm. that was great. Yeah. But uh, what else? What else you got, Mister J? Oh man. Um, well, I did put a list of, of movies together. I noticed. Um, I feel like you guys had a little bit of a, uh, a bromance with uh, Can't Hardly Wait. That was something that came up. <laughs> which, <laughs> that is when, a, I, when I heard that, I lost my shit because that's yeah. like my sister and I, we were obsessed with that movie. Like, that was a movie that I quote all the time. I think the it's. Guy it's <laughs> or the uh, the old uh, you know I heard he wrote that song about his dog. Who names their dog Samantha or Amanda? Yeah, that that whole yeah. No, I love I love that movie. So that was that was on the list. I also had um, well, here's the thing, and this might be have to be another episode. 
but and and Dave told me this. Dave hasn't actually seen Conan the Barbarian. It's true. Really? Somehow. Like, Somehow. You know I'm what just, is most important in life. Well, of course, we like, all know what is most important in life. <laughs> Crush your enemies, carbohydrates, and something else. See the lamentation <laughs> of the women. Yes. Yeah. No. That. Oh. No. So, so Dave, your your obsession with with uh, I'll just call him Jean Claude Van Damme because we're not close enough for me to use just the initials. Yeah, I prefer. Yeah. But yeah, that's best. <laughs> your your <laughs> your obsession with him is similar to what was like my growing up obsession with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. That was my I, action it, star. Yeah. My my 80s 90s action star would probably be Arnold Schwarzenegger as well. Yeah. Uh, just so great. So great. Conan Com- the Barbarian. <laughs> Commando still- is so awesome. That's like one I've of my never favorites. seen Commando either. I know oh, the important man. things about both movies like Dylan, you son of a bitch. And then they do the like, the, and it's like their muscles. Like I know that. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually Predator. That was actually that Predator. Was Predator. Oh really? Yeah, yeah oh, that's fuck. Predator, man. Yeah. Commando is. Get uh, ready. Is get, are you guys sitting down? Because yeah. the uh, the original Predator who was fired or more apt quit was Jean Claude Van Damme. Blood sport was Jean Claude Van Damme. Yep. Oh. <laughs> yep. And have you seen have you seen the pictures of that suit? That original suit that he wore? I don't know if I have, actually. Oh, it's rough. It's really rough. It's a good thing they went with the change, because it was like, it had like a giraffe head to it. I mean, it was, (laughs) it was rough. It was really rough. It would have killed the movie. You're just scratching the surface here. A a giraffe head? What? Oh, no, wait. I think I found it. Yep. Hang on. Open link in a new It's like a prosthetic, like. It goes up and like it's 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 rough. It's it would have yeah, killed he was, it. He was getting you know I think he had the offer for Bloodsport and he's doing this job and he's like I <laughs> I think I should go with this other thing. Is that what? Holy is that, shit! So that's not him in it, but that was the design yeah, for that. Yep. Is that it? Yep. That's it. Oh, that Predator. looks atrocious. <laughs> yep. Predator. Yeah. That is not. That is not my Predator. That would have killed the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they would have killed the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, oh. but yeah. So Conan, like Conan the Barbarian, it, it's I'm um I have an obsession with uh also with like some John Cusack movies. Like High Fidelity is like <gasps> one of my all-time oh, favorites. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> yes. I always joke with people that like I always I do everything in like top fives. Yeah, as, as you can really a, do a, that. A respect and homage to that. So that's have, like, impressive to me. Holy, because yeah. literally, anytime I'd be asked to do anything like that, it's going to be the scene where he's in the where he eventually ends up in the phone booth, like correcting things, and that girl's no longer interested <laughs> in it because he can't decide. <laughs> <laughs> so kudos to you for being able to actually quanti- you know, yeah. numerize. That's incredible. Yeah, the, but oh. so so I always do top five, and I always have like my top five movies, and yeah. uh, Conan the Barbarian is consistently in the top five. And when I tell my my movie fans, like my friends who are like movie snobs, that they're like, "What? Like really?" And every time I go back, and I'm like, "Yes." And I rewatch that movie all the time, and I ask myself, "Is this still top five? And every single time I watch it, it's still top five. God, you know what? Exciting. I watched that not not that long ago. I would say maybe within two or at most three years ago in my adult life. It still holds up. It is fantastic. Like I can't. And actually, I watched. Did you watch the reboot of that with the guy from? Uh, Is that Jason Momoa? Game of Thrones. Yep, the, Momoa gonna be yeah, the yeah. new crow. Yeah. Uh, did you like that? 
I didn't mind it. I thought it was. I actually thought. Well, obviously, I don't acknowledge that Destroyer was ever made because it's that rough of a movie. Yeah. Um, but I did see the remake, and and I actually did dig it. I probably dug it more than others did, just because I felt like it was more keeping in the tradition of Conan. Yeah. Yeah. No. I um. I thought it was. I thought that was good too because I watched both of those kind of back to back, and uh, but me and the original, it just does not. Can't touch it. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't get better than I've that. Even it's like so good. The, the 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 final monologue that he gives in that that scene where like they're all kind of coming down on him where he's in he's hiding, he's got the you know, the, the giant axe and he's sitting there and he says, Grant me revenge. Like that whole that I know that whole monologue by heart. And <sighs> I literally I would like like because I, I still toy, I did some acting when I was in high school and in middle school and stuff like that. I, I still kick around like going back and doing some like theater and stuff. I would yeah. love and I would take it so seriously. But like if I had to deliver a monologue for like a series, I would be like, and now I'm going to deliver to you the monologue from Conan and, and <laughs> yeah. just like fucking nail it. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> Is that the one that has like, then to hell with you. Yes, yes. I, oh. He says, uh, he says uh, I've, I've, I've never had the tongue for, for praying or I've never prayed before. I, have, I don't have the tongue for it. And he's like, they will not remember if there were if the men here, whether they lived or died. Uh, but if I can ask one thing from you is that you grant me revenge. And if you can't oh. do that, then to hell with you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. That's so great. Nails that guy with the sword. It's like that's it. it the music climaxes and hits at that moment. Oh, it's so good. It's so. Uh, good. Would you classify that as a revenge film, or is that too? Yes. Yeah. yeah I'm almost oh, wondering sure. if uh, if we should roll it in with uh, sh- the the Shamrock follow up shows of revenge films. Oh so yeah. We can and all do, bounce back and forth. We could all bring a revenge film and talk about it. There I like you go. That. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Because I, mean, I, I need to watch, watch that, that, and this is the perfect sort of this is the perfect catalyst, I think. Yeah, it's amazing. I also have well, obviously with the hat, I have you know, Clerks is always number one. Uh, usually, really? Chase Amy shows up. That's at number some point. one for you in the in the top five. Still, and that's another Holy one where fuck. I still go back to it, and I still that wow, that's, it's it's there's something about those two characters. I actually um, kind of in, in kind of building on what you were saying, Dave, about like some of the things you did in high school um, and kind of stealing some things and, and modeling it after other things that you were inspired by. I used to write uh, plays when I was in uh, high school and one of my all time favorite, what I always used were the two characters that were basically in the style of Dante and Randall of the uh-huh. character who is, is very kind of like complaining, but also kind of like, you know, a little neurotic and kind of that was more me. And then he had like the character who didn't care who was the Randall character and he, they would just play off of each other. And so that was something that I used to always use. I don't think in my opinion in, in film, I don't think anyone truly comes close to Kevin Smith's ability to write dialogue. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just so natural and it's so, so strong. And um, so, yeah, so clerks is usually number one. Um, one that the chasing Amy is usually, I think I want to say number four. Um, three is Conan. I know. Yeah, this is three is Conan. You know know what's funny Um, is the reason that I do know the Conan thing is from Smodcast, from Kevin Smith's podcast. That's where I learned about what's best in life. So I don't know if you've heard those uh, those episodes. That's how I really know it to to lay all the cards down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think. I know. Um, five is five is usually fought between. Uh, high fidelity and swingers. Those are the two that kind of go back and forth ah. between five. Oh. And then uh, I will admit number two still to this day is uh, 500 Days of Summer. 
a little bit of oh i've never newer. seen that i i've heard that movie has come up multiple times in my life and i've never seen that i'm a big fan big fan like, I, the uh again the dialogue that that's the one the where stories. zoe de chanel's like mean in it right like she's kind of mean. she can be yeah i mean she, she has moments mean, yeah. of it yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, the, 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 i don't need to follow up on this i just need a yes or no uh mr j have you ever seen all the real girls No, you haven't. So for sure, watch it. No, that doesn't. No, I guarantee if you've seen this movie, you would like it more than Burns. I don't know. No, is that Burns in it? No, fuck. You gotta say bust ass. (laughs) There's bust ass, but oh, Zoe Deschanel. Um, I'll send you some. That's a that's a top top assignment for you, sir. Not not for me. That you will if you you will like that for sure. All the real girls. I feel like I've all the real girls. It came out in two thousand three. Uh, David Gordon Green made it. This was back when he was more of a, a bit of an indie darling uh, than like before he made like, what's the movie? <laughs> I don't even know. Not to say anything bad about what he's done since, but that is a fucking raw portrait of like love in your 20s. Yeah. Um, huh. Way, uh, definitely on par. If not a little bit more. No, I don't want to say anything bad. You should watch that movie. <laughs> okay. That's oh actually God. a great trailer too. Um, yeah. I know I already had my trailer, but that trailer is uh, is pretty evocative. Uh, it it is funny at times, but it's uh, it's a very it's a, that's an if that's not an indie movie, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. Zoe Deschanel in the best use of kind of her quirk. That that yeah, her quirk, but like before it became kind of kitsch. Yep. I don't mean yeah. that to be yeah. reductive, but she, man, when I saw her in that movie, like. Whew, that was the first time I saw her and I fell in love with her just like the character and probably everyone else. But it wasn't yeah. that it wasn't even like elf. There was like nothing cloying about it. It's just that kind of fucking devastating thing yeah. that real girls do to you in your <laughs> 20s. And, and I remember the guys talking about like, we need to make this movie right now because we're feeling it right now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's a, that's a top assignment for anybody feeling that comment <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that's a special movie for a special time in your life. Really done right. So, all the real girls. I have a weird obsession with. I've I've realized this as I've grown older is with um coming of age stories, especially like the the indie ones. Yeah. Like okay. um, I know I, I think I, I don't remember if I put it on the list or not, but like the movie The Way Way Back. I don't know if you guys yeah, have you seen did. that. Yeah, one. you did. That was the one that Palmer hadn't seen. I have seen that uh, only once, but I did dig it for sure. That that whole kind of idea of like the young coming of age stories, I'm I'm a big fan of those. Like you mentioned, the what was it, the Edge of Seventeen or that one? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That was another solid one. Um, and actually, kind of going back to what we were talking about with trailers too. I remember one that that came out this year that the trailer really it still stuck. It's still not only the trailer but also the movie was it was visceral to a level. Was um American Honey, I think is what it was called. It had Shia oh, LaBeouf in it, and it had know. this this new actress. Let me see. I'll see if I can find the um. The trailer, because that's worth checking I feel out. Like maybe I have heard that title, but I. It yeah, was that's... that sounds familiar. I saw I, Shia LaBeouf came out with like th- like three or four movies all at once that like just kind of all flew under the radar, and he looked like he played the same kind of character in all of them. <laughs> so I, lo- I, lo- I lose track of them. Yeah, I found it here. Let me see if I can pull it up. Um. This is another one, especially with the music that I thought kind of hit home. So let me see if I can do this. Okay. Um, sp- speaking of independent coming of age movies, have you seen the spectacular now? 
Yes. Got, I, I like that one a lot. Love. Okay, well, that's... Spectacular Now is actually written by the same person that did 500 Days of Summer. Really? Okay, well, there you go. Because Spectacular Now, like, Miles blew me away. And, and, like, Shan Woodley in that, like, up to that point, all I had known was, like, The Secret Life of American Teenager. And so I was like... <laughs> and then she was in that, and she, like was amazing in that like so good in that so what happened yeah. I, I recognize that title but i'm not placing it i feel like i may have seen it um is cheyenne woodley and what's that dude's name miles teller miles teller yeah yes isn't yes. that the miles fault teller. on our stars no no, no. no. you're right yeah, you're right. right fuck it sorry you're right yeah no that's the definitely the better of the two yeah i like that movie very much yeah that reminded yeah. me of say anything palmer yeah, well, oh, really? they, they, they staged yeah. it as that. I think they even advertised it as that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know now that I <laughs> we talked about that early on. If you haven't revisited that and you did like Spectacular Analysis, anything I think would resonate well. We should oh, do I know. I, that's We a should one. do a, a John Cusack show. Okay, there's a lot of shows emerging here. Conan the Conan the Barbarian either gets that's its the, own that's show. That's the Shamrock Revenge show. We should just do... The Sham... Oh, fuck. That's the name of the show. <laughs> the Shamrock, yeah. Shamrock Revenge. Revenge. Okay, yeah. We Then we get the four of us on. That'd be fun. Um, yeah. Incidentally, the... Or coincidentally. I've realized I use that word wrong sometimes. Um, Conan the Barbarian, produced by Ed Pressman, who produced The Crow. He's there a kind of independent uh, producer. There. He saw... Zef, uh, not Zeffirelli. Fuck. I don't know the... Um, space it on the name. I don't know the comic artist that originated Conan, but similar. Do you know, um, do you know who wrote the script for Conan the Barbarian? Isn't that uh? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on, let me. Don't. It's the soap chick. Fuck. Hold on, Milius. John Milius. No, he 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 did the music. No, John Milius is not a. Uh, John Milius like wrote Apocalypse Now, and oh. unless I'm getting his name wrong. You're you're close. You're close. It's not De Palma? Fuck. No. You know who it is? I gotta know. Oliver Stone. Shit! Fuck! Holy That's right! Because Pressman did, like, talk radio with him as well. Yep. Yeah. Oh, god damn it. That's why... I, oof, oof, oof. Yeah, we gotta talk more about that on the Shamrock Revenge show. I think we should do a John Cusack uh, show. Now, uh, Mr. J, you know uh, Gross Point Blank? That's so good. Yep, love that movie. Just saw that it, is, I yeah. just saw it recently, yeah. Again, that's, like the eighth I, time. I, that, the people that made that movie have made no other movies. And that's kind of a singular, weird little... I mean, not all the people, but I think the writer hasn't written anything. Did you see War, Inc.? Because that was supposed to be like a pseudo-sequel. No, I never even heard of that. I'm all that's for the one where he's involved. like the war he's like the warlord in Africa, right? Like he's like the munitions <laughs> Ooh, dealer in Africa or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, it was, okay. it started, I think it actually started out as a sequel and then it became kind of another thing as producers got involved. <gasps> that's exciting. Fuck yeah. Yeah. It's not I'll bad. Have to check I that mean, out. I did not know that was supposed to be the sequel and I didn't watch that. Well, I don't I'll take anything that resembles that movie. <laughs> Let's uh, watch this American Honey trailer. I'm oh, gonna yeah. check this out. Oh, okay. it's A24, too. Like, that's... Ooh, that's, uh, that's, that's a good sign. The, let me see if I... Let okay. me know when you guys are ready. Do you want me to do the countdown this time? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Okay. Three, two, one. It's a business opportunity. We go door to door, we sell magazines. 
We explore like America. We party. Come with us. Got anybody who's gonna miss you? Not really. Okay, good. You're hired. I like to make money get turned. I like to make money get turned. Is she okay? Oh yeah, you just gotta keep bringing your prayers, darling. I've been trying to be Christian, but I can see the devil has a hold of the two of you. <laughs> I think the devil has a hold of your daughter. Hey! Where are you going? To make money! Hop in. I like a girl with spunk. It's a party. It's a party. Hey, hey, can I party too? What are you doing? Get the keys, get the money. Car. Jump in the car, jump in the car. Do you have any dreams? Our future dreams? Nobody's ever asked me that. You think, you think you're special. I am nothing. You don't mean nothing to him. say this that movie like when i saw it because i did see it it was really good um it it stayed with me for like two days yeah like, that's I love how visceral those. it was like it was just like i kept and initially when i when i left the theater i wasn't sure like whether i enjoyed it or not but like it literally it kept coming back to me in my head and like throughout like the next couple of days like i just had it with me i carried it with yeah. me. yeah yeah i um i feel like and I don't know if it's just because, uh, you know, as I get older, I, I can find more nuances to appreciate a movie or more things to think about from a movie. But I have found in the last like three years, three, I keep saying three years, but just recently that more movies are like that, where I know they're a good movie because a week later I'm still like, it still is like creeping into my head. Uh, for some reason, the first example that pops into my brain, I can't think of any other ones, but like uh, the Dread reboot mm. was one of those where I saw that and I was like, that was a really good action movie, you know, like after when I when it was done. But then like three days later, I was like, it was still just like rolling around in my head. And I was like, man, that just like there was there was a lot there. So you should yeah, probably uh, dedicate eight to nine years of your life to remaking that. Just Dude, saying. remaking Dread? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, that would be so I awesome. Mean, yeah, sure, it's been done twice, but that, that didn't stop yeah, me. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? Oh, man. I'm, I'm so now curious about that remake that I never thought twice about. You know, Before I forget about this, because I didn't want to bring this up a couple of times, because you talk about doing remakes and stuff, there is a movie, I think it's still on Netflix, and it is about um, this guy who made movies as a kid, as a young teenager. And he actually uh -huh. recreated uh, Indiana Jones 
and uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, frame for frame. Oh yeah, independently. I know of yeah. this, yeah. And he produced this. This he actually made the movie. They, the only thing they didn't film was the scene with the um, the plane. And so it basically the reason he it filmed was he he so he had this best friend that he had been making these movies with all pretty much since they were kids, and they had a huge falling out over a girl, and so they literally stopped talking to each other, and then they went off to college, and then they you know went into their careers and whatnot and started their lives, and so this movie is actually about them coming back together for the first time to finish the production because oh, they man. and they're like married and they have kids and stuff and and it's basically. Like, I forget, like, Eli Roth was one of the people who somehow stumbled onto a copy of this movie and, like, became a fan. And so he's, like, one of the people who's producing it, trying to get these two guys back together to finish this movie that they created, like, 15 years ago. And oh, that's it's, awesome. It's, it's a great, great documentary. Um, I want to say it's still, I hope it's still on Netflix. And if you haven't seen it, I would really recommend it. I forget what it's called, yeah. but it's, it's connected to the um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, man. I have heard yeah, of that, I, I, and that rings yeah. way too. Close to home, but I gotta see it now. Uh, I hope it is on Netflix. Let me find out here. Raiders, are you looking up for the? Are you looking up the title? Uh, while while Dave's looking that up, are you a are you a Stephen King fan at all? I'm not. I'm not. I would say, um, you know, I appreciate like I, I've seen some movies that he's done and 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 stuff like that. I mean, The Shining's incredible. Um, I would say that I've tried, I'm a big fantasy person, like a big fantasy novel person, and I've tried to get into Dark Tower. Um, I know that I, I, part of it was, I was, I listened to it on tape, um, for like one of my road trips way back when, and I just remember being really lost and really confused. Um, um, even he recommends to new people trying to get into Dark Tower to start with the second book. Okay. To to um, you start with the like his recommendation is you re- go through two and three and then go back and get one for backfill. Okay. Like for backstory, because uh, it makes it more engaging then because you're finding out like you'll hear allusions in the second and third book to that first one, and then if you go back and read that first one, it's more engaging because you're like, oh, I remember them talking about that and like. And then once you so two three one and then four five six seven. I'll also so, do that. Um, and I highly recommend them on audio because the uh, if you get the revised edition of the Gunslinger, that is read by George Goodell, and then uh, four five six and seven is read by George Goodell, but uh, two three and four are read by Frank Muller, who is, in my opinion, the greatest. Uh, audiobook narrator ever mm. uh and he passed away uh but his reading of wizard and glass which is the fourth book is probably the best audiobook i've ever listened to wow and i've listened to a lot of audio does it engage uh, you because i know my biggest problem is- it's like a radio drama it is a huge it's probably uh, of the dark tower series it's probably the one uh not only with the most characters but also the most it, the whole book is like a game of chess uh, like and they actually make that analogy repeatedly through it, and so it's very, it's very convoluted. Uh, but he reads it in such a way that every character has their own voice, and they he maintains that voice when the characters reappear throughout oh, the book. Cool. So it's like listening to a radio drama, and uh, 
Highly recommend them on audio. Highly recommend them reading them. Um, but not just the Dark Tower. I mean, all of I mean, all of King's stuff is good. But the, if you're a fantasy fan, then I highly recommend the Dark Tower stuff. But uh, I'm just gonna say because we're getting we're getting kind of late here, Dave. You want to try to not because we want to get a, we got to get a King Corner in if we're gonna do <laughs> if we're gonna get this That's if we're gonna true. get this Audible thing. We gotta get, we gotta get bits in here, right? We're like, like Audible honey, scroll scroll to the very end of the three and a half hour episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, at least it'll be easy to find the bit, right? Like, <laughs> I suppose, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, let me ask you this because we could we could go that we could cut it out. Do you have do you have like a thing that you want to talk about or? Because um, I do, but it could it could wait, but I could also roll with it. It was more. Uh, I I was just gonna more make a case for you to uh, start the Dark Tower series and it actually because both those are coming out in movies this year. And I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, the Shit. it reboot oh, yeah, comes both, out later right. this summer, and that stars so the kid from Stranger Things, the main Which the main one? kid the one from that gets Stranger lost? Things. No, uh. I'm sorry, like the 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 lead, the dungeon master, yeah, the the kid with the bowl cut. Um, oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he plays one of the kids in the It reboot. Um, so uh, I'm really excited for that and uh, the Dark Tower book. So that was really what I was going to make the case for was that you should we we, we should get those rolling for you. Well, I've I started. I have. I'm halfway through Rage. So I could actually oh. talk about that, and I feel like at this point in the game that that would I would shortchange it. Okay. So let's maybe front load the next one with it because okay. you know we're we're working towards this thing for Audible. We're trying to get an Audible listeners. We're trying to get an Audible uh, subs- uh, sponsorship so that we can help you uh, start a Stephen King book club with us uh, with the Dead Zone, which yes. for me Palmer has been re-listening or uh, going in chronology, listening to Stephen King's catalog from the very beginning. Uh, and he's been spending about three er- three years doing this in order. Yeah. Like, oh, my hetero life mate. And, uh, yeah. yep. and, and I happened to start this independently in the summer uh, just before he and I sort of reconnected personally after not seeing each other for a while. <laughs> um, and I am only as far as... I've finished a stand. So the next major novel for me is The Dead Zone, which has not previously been available in audio other than perhaps some some audio tapes uh, that are no longer in print, but it will be soon at the end of April. So our hope is that we can get to a place as a podcast where our listeners can join us in a Stephen King book club, starting with The Dead Zone, which will be published at the end of April and available on Audible and elsewhere on the internets. However, to do this, we need a certain amount of ratings on iTunes and reviews and such. Um, so if, if, if you're interested uh, in helping out the podcast in some way or show your appreciation or to somehow help yourself get a free, what, what, what happened for our listeners, if we're able to do this is through a, a discount code, you could get this first book for free on Audible. Yep. So... So if you would go to uh, iTunes, it has to be iTunes, even if you listen elsewhere, and to uh, give us a high rating and a, and a written review, which would be awesome. You could also, you don't, this doesn't have to be glowing, though that wouldn't hurt. We've gotten some 
heart-meltingly good <laughs> reviews this last couple of weeks. Like, yeah, like I, really, really, oh really awesome God. reviews, um, and we appreciate it. I, I, I'm not going to read them, but let me just say, Swim Stud and Stan the Man 98, oh. I'm going to quote Jackson in Bloodsport and say, anywhere, anytime, if you ever need me, I'll be there. <laughs> Dudes, whoever, and I know your dudes, <laughs> wrote those. Oh, my God. They were so, so heartwarming. And, and gave me, uh, not that I need any encouragement to keep this going, which is essentially an excuse to talk to friends like this. But, oh, Lord, thank you so much. Um, so anyone, if you, if, you, if you would go there, rate and review us, would help us get this sponsorship and thus help you join the Stephen King Book Club for free yep. with The Dead Zone. In late April, that would be amazing. Um, so to that end, I, I think I'll forego the actual formal King Corner because of the length of this episode, yeah. and say that let's start uh, the next one with a discussion of uh, a Richard Bachman novel, aka yep. Stephen King, his first. That's good because I'll 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 uh, I'll do some research on on the Richard Bachman story so I get it at, like oh so that'd that be great we, so that. We can talk about that. I, um, I'm surprised at how much I like. So I, I have a little notebook that I keep like in my uh, breast jacket pocket or whatever when I'm just around. And uh, sometimes, especially for writing like music and stuff, I get excited about audio books, the, the language of something. And uh, on my last uh, record, The Furious Light, if anyone's ever heard that or would go listen to that. I'm there. Yeah. It's I fantastic. To it. It's Oh. It's fantastic. No, no, no. I'll cry. Thank Thumbs you. Up. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, the, But especially the song Graveyard became a kind of a, I don't know what you call it, like a, a conduit for all of the visceral sort of horror language that I was hearing in things like The Shining and Blood Meridian. Uh, just this fucking awesome like lang- language that is so evocative in, in just the, the verbs and the nouns and God damn it. And so I, I put him into this new stew. But uh, I would write that some d- down sometimes, but I was so surprised how often in Rage, this Richard Bachman novel, which is Stephen King's pseudonym. Is that right? Yep. Pseudonym. Yeah. Uh, for his more <laughs> like dark material. Um, I wrote a bunch of stuff down. I'm very fucking fascinated by this novel, so I'd like to give it its due, and I'm not quite finished with it yet. So next time, yeah. we're going to dive, dive headlong into the it, into rage. it's an onion too because there's a lot you can talk about with that book because it also yeah. has like huge social impl- implications too uh yeah especially considering the fact that king pulled it off the shelf i mean yeah i mean then and now fuck it, man like, yeah my re- remake of the crow that we were talking about earlier in 1999 we were airing it on wctv through this other kind of i was doing a midnight matinee show called the video vault and yeah. it was some of the rare feedback I ever got about anything. Like we put the crow on that and it's hosted by these two young kids and people wrote into the station, like, cause it's 1999 just post Columbine. They're like, what the fuck with the like teenagers shooting kids in trench coats. Right. And <laughs> um, anyway, so, so there's yeah. more there that we have, we'd like to delve into. Oh my gosh, Mr. J we found a brother from another mother that we need to hear yeah. from many more times. Again, <laughs> all of our guests were just like, you got to come back on because <laughs> it's partly because we talk too much and our guest doesn't talk, get to talk enough. And secondly, <laughs> uh, it's just fucking fun. Yeah. So 
Uh, I I am saying uh, the Shamrock Revenge show is going to be pretty epic. Um, Start thinking of, you, it can be more than just Conan, although I yeah I wonder I already should know, we bring I already, on? I already know what I'm going to do, like what ones I'm going to talk I about. I wonder if we should bring on just one at a time. That might be a good thing. Like it, it could be a combative thing. I don't know. Yeah. But that should that should come sooner rather than later. That's what she said. But <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing reverse revenge with mine. Oh, I'm going damn. old boy, old boy. Oh my Ooh. god! Are you talking the Korean version? Because yes. I haven't seen the American version, and I want to. Um, I mean, I I'm sure I I've seen both of them, and the you? Korean one is like so so incredible. fucking fantastic. So incredible. Like, huh. Uh, I it, it, it's I, I consider it a one timer, but I'm gonna watch it again to get ready for that. That hallway uh, scene, that hallway uh, scene is the best. Like, that's, that's all you gotta, gotta say, say is the hallway scene. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I'm, see, I'm gonna talk long. about his whole trilogy, his revenge trilogy, because all three, all three of them are great. Um, oh God, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so that needs to happen. Um, we need to do this. Is this is the trio that needs to do uh, a Clerks or Kevin Smith? Maybe yes. just Clerks centric. Wow. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, let's just do a Jersey trilogy. There you go. It, oh, and we'll read the Palmer's picks. Uh, oh uh, yes, and that that could be the first rollout like of yeah. a good like Palmer's picks episode. You know, like an actual not the. I mean, I know we put the greatest hits one out, but like greatest hits. <laughs> yeah, the that yeah, could right, be the like last an, episode. Mr. J, did you get that on DVD? I did, and did it work? Day. <laughs> I haven't tried it out yet. I got. It, I think I got it two days ago. Oh, yep. good. Okay. And and nice. your CD too. So I'm pumped about that. This dear man, Palmer, asks, he's like, will you send me a, a, a Palmer's Picks last episode DVD? It just sounded like, too good. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> too good. Uh, did you this. watch it on YouTube? Like, it, is no, that what like, you requested? I want a DVD. I want oh, a DVD. It's, yep. <laughs> man, that, that show, I, I can't, even like though some of my friends like through this have saw that and they're like, that show was really good. Like, that was really good. I'm like, yeah, I know. I wish you would have saw it back then. You could have fucking come on. <laughs> then it wouldn't have gone away and people would still have it. <laughs> it's your fault the show ended because you didn't watch it back in 1999. And come on. On Channel 15 and Wazard the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't even see it in Ribbon. <laughs> no, no. And none of the guests that came on except for two could see it. Like oh, that's amazing. I love that your your abiding memory is one of bitterness. <laughs> <laughs> no, bitterness over loss. I love that show as much as the people say how good it was. I love that show. And it died because they let it die. <laughs> oh my god. I argue that no one loves it more than me, and we're going to bring it back. <laughs> oh, man, that show. We're going to bring times. it back like fucking Frank Cotton and Hellraiser. Like, it's just like little tiny tidbit of sh like sh oh. shit growing out of the floor at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to spend six months as just like yeah. muscle and veins walking around a decrepit old yeah. bedroom. He's like, I just want to fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, oh, there's like so much sex in that movie so much gross god yeah. damn gross sex oh. it's be like a cross between hellraiser and like blue velvet what are these and then the somehow palmer's picks 
All right. Well, we're getting slap heavy. I'm not even drunk. And yeah, uh, I'm just drawing those bizarre connections. <laughs> hey, the next time we record, I can have a beer while oh. we're recording. Or several. Or several. This is exciting. Well, I, 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 I got to be careful. I'm really, I'm really scared that I will uncover an into like a food intolerance because of this. Whole oh, shit. where you, you can't, you can't have like such a, like, such anymore. And I already, I've already prepared myself. Like I can, I, if it's gluten, I think I can live with that. But if it's dairy, I'm going to fucking freak out because I need my cheese. It's just all there is to it. So um, it won't be. it's not, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So I just don't want to, I, I mean, I don't want to go back to the way I was eating before. Of course, I don't want to waste this whole month. Uh, I just want to be able to reintroduce and not have any major, major adverse effects. So even lentils, I can totally get rid of lentils. Fuck beans. Oh, um, yeah. But fuck yeah. beans. That's the name but, of the episode. <laughs> fuck <laughs> beans. <laughs> Awesome. Nobody really. Um, so let's definitely, Mr. J, let's definitely put you on the docket for the uh, Shamrock Revenge show. Okay. Um, we need to think of an epic title. Like Shamrock Revenge is like the beginning of that title, but we need a really awesome like second part to incorporate Mr. J since we'll have two Ooh. guests on at that point. So it sounds like a revenge flick from the nineties, like shamrocks revenge, it, like, and then something, Mr. J. And then that's the whole title, but we'll, we'll worry about that. We'll or, 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 it remi- I mean, definitely Mr. J reminds me of Mr. T, which makes me think of clever Lang <laughs> and, and Rocky three. So I, I, I'm wanting that kind of vibe. <laughs> awesome. Um, and if Shamrock's on, that definitely means that Tommy Maplewood will be on. Be in the back- uh, yeah, he might, in the he background, might want to be in the background, so. but maybe we can get him on mic. I, I wonder yeah, if he's got a We should definitely flip. get him on mic. And I, you know, Moto, please, like, I, I love you, buddy. Thank you so much we for all like, of you. Yeah. Yeah. God Thanks so much for like making sense of this, of the gobbledygook we give you. Yeah. He's, he's been doing You some, do such a fantastic yeah, job. And like, I really, love, really. In the last one, like stuff. we mentioned, death and the cyborg music comes up for just a minute. Yeah. <laughs> or like there we was... mentioned Stephen King, and then the, all years the beep. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I noticed that. I noticed that. And I'm like, oh, that is that that is so subtle and awesome. Like, yeah, dude, pay attention. It was just, <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So well, awesome. we got, we got another another. Uh, you know, the, another brother to add to the Night's Watch here. So we're very yep. glad for that. Thank you, Mr. Yeah, thank you. J. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you, yeah, Mr. J. Thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank so, you. Thanks for having me. I, yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you so much for listening, guys. You can reach out to us at, at LWSDPod and Twitter, um, LWSDPod.com, uh, LWSDPod on YouTube. It's LWSDPod everywhere. Yeah. iTunes. Gmail. Uh, leave us a review. Like Dave said, regardless of where you're listening to us, um, if you could please just take 30 seconds, go over to the fascists over there at Apple, uh, leave us a review. They kicked us so off. The, That's why we said So that. the non-fascists at Audibles will sponsor us. So that way we can get you a free audiobook and you can join us for the Stephen King Book Club. Or free. Uh, we're, at least for the first free, one. At least for the first one, where we will be reading The Dead Zone. So... Uh, Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Guys, this has been an absolute pleasure.
was Jean-Claude Van Damme in a suit. 